0: we can officially say hi on the recording yeah. so this Recorded,
1: is hello. Celeste Mott right is that how you say it I don't want to <laughs> say it wrong okay good.
2: okay no,
0: you're
1: right. all right and you live in New Orleans and mm-hmm. um I guess if you just want to share your story um I have some questions written down that I Great. could ask later but I didn't know what you wanted to start with you
0: yeah sure um, um wow yeah it's it's hard to <laughs> know <laughs> it's funny right because you approached me to chat a while ago at this point like I want to say probably a couple of months ago, time is weird, time is weird. Yeah, um, I think it was
1: back in March or something. Yeah,
0: it was a little while ago. And I think at the time, you know, you had seen my stuff on social media and you spoke to someone that I am like acquaintances with and you were like, hey, this is what I'm about. Like, I'm just talking to all different people. And, you know, I'd love to talk to you because like, seems like you're doing a witch thing. And I think I messaged you back and I was like, oh, yeah. Ah. <laughs> It's still, life's weird, you know, uh, and I, <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, you know, I can talk about that, but I'm not sure where I'm at with it, um, mm-hmm. and that is, to some degree, still the case, so it's kind of hard to sort of concisely sum up my story, because it's so, like, I think I'm still so in the thick of it, like, I've been describing it like a goo phase, you know, like, when caterpillars <laughs> become butterflies, and they go into the cocoon, and they, yeah. like, totally liquefy and their their body disintegrates and they're just like gunk <laughs> for a while i'm gunk
2: <laughs> that's the
0: best way to put it
1: fun fun space to be i guess yeah
0: right um <laughs> the goo phase you, the goo phase uh in fact i'm probably going to start a podcast soon called the goo phase <laughs> for this, for that reason. Um, really yeah that's, that's the cool plan. that's the plan yeah. um but basically so to be as kind of concise as i can with it I have spent a long time in kind of new age occult spaces, um, on and off throughout the course of my life. That's been sort of something that I've woven in and out of in various different ways. Um, for quite some time, I was a professional tarot card reader. That's like, that was my job. That was my career, and particularly over the course of the last couple of years, getting sort of deeper into certain parts of the occult community, I just started to have questions (laughs) about how good that was for me personally. And I try to be really even handed with it because I am a really big believer, like it's a kind of core ethic that I have, not to kind of pass judgment on what's right for other people. Just because something isn't right for me does not mean it's gonna be not right for somebody else. Um, and that's really important to me to kind of make that concession. You have to be a little bit careful with it because then you start delving into moral relativism and that's a mess. So, you know, <laughs> nuance in all things. But for me, those communities started to become pretty toxic. And some of the practices that I was sort of not necessarily participating in, but witnessing other people participating in, I started to have some real questions about that ethically and morally. And it was just sort of not feeling right to me. And while all of this was going on, there was sort of this, there's this backdrop to my life where I was raised Christian, but sort of, did I lose you? Are we still no, good?
1: Uh, I'm still here. Oh, good,
0: okay, okay. 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 You are so still right. still. <laughs> I was <laughs> like, he's holding his foot uh, You gotta be careful with the Zoom, you know? But yeah. Um, yeah, so I kind of, I was raised Christian, but as I put it to a friend recently, like I was raised really like, chill Christian you know I grew up in Australia and England I was born in England I was there until I was 10 and then I spent the rest of my childhood and young adulthood in Australia and the the, the Christian base in those countries is just a little bit different than it is in America it's not quite the same <laughs> or certainly it wasn't in like the 80s and the 90s and so the Christianity that I grew up in was just very chill it was very liberal very much it was like you know, be a good person, don't be a dick, God's (laughs) good with it, you know? And so, although I grew up in it, and I had a very, very strong belief in God, like, my whole life, really, I don't think that ever went away, the theology part, and the doctrine part, and the church part was never really a part of my life. So, kind of concurrent to all of this weirdness (laughs) going on with my involvement in the occult community, I was starting to come back to Christianity in in weird ways. Like it was just starting to kind of like poke its way into my life. Um, these little threads of sort of different, different kind of aspects of Christianity, like initially Catholicism because I live in an incredibly Catholic city. New Orleans is really Catholic. Mm-hmm. Um, I have a lot of Catholic family members. So that was initially kind of my entryway. And then I started to kind of look more into other kinds of Christianity, like certain facets and streams of Protestantism. And I started reading the Bible more and talking more to Christians and realizing like, hmm, this actually might be kind of more my vibe uh, at this point in time, which I have to tell you <laughs> scared the shit out of
2: me. <laughs>
0: and um and continues to scare the shit out of me because
2: yeah.
0: it's very hard. It's it's hard. It's hard to um, go from one extreme to what is considered by a lot of people to be the other extreme, and I think there are a lot of assumptions made about what being Christian in America means, and a lot of those assumptions are not good, you know. Um, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, so it's it's an adventure. That's the concise. The concise history, but I'm happy to talk about whatever. You're, you, this interview with you is me kind of outing myself to uh, everybody, because I'm still a little bit under wraps with a lot of this stuff. In oh, really? Day-to-day. Well,
2: I
1: don't, I mean, I don't have to uh, post this if it's, if, it no, ends up, no, if you end up I'm, saying something I'm, too personal or, or I don't know.
0: No, no, I'm, okay. I'm, I'm ready. I'm am. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <That's>
1: <laughs> yeah. Well, that's what interests me. And then when you said that, that, that actually interests me anymore, because I'm a Christian as well. And I've been, I've been actually trying to find somebody in that's involved sort of in witchcraft in that area, because I don't know much about it. So I just was curious to ask questions. And, um, and then uh, in the area I live in is very um, probably the opposite of what you grew up in, because it's very um, like there's i don't know how many churches per square mile it's crazy and i can't almost every i think in the town that i'm in everybody would say they're christian yeah. like if i were to ask them so it's just uh and it's very a lot a lot of it's pretty traditional not not quite as much anymore i guess but um yeah so that's what that's what kind of interests me but what could i ask you what drew you to a uh, like wicca in the first place
0: so i think i was again i was having this conversation with a friend like last week and it's it's a tough question to even answer because it was so long ago that I first mm-hmm. like fell down that rabbit hole but I grew up you know I you know when I say grew up I was like a, a preteen and a teenager in the 90s um, and during the 90s witchcraft you know was kind of having a moment in the same way that it's kind of like having a moment now you know yeah um, the craft came out you know that 90s horror movie that's about witches and like witches were everywhere and Sabrina the Teenage Witch was on TV kind of like it is now but the 90s version and uh, it was just very present this like idea of the witch the idea of witchcraft and I think it's pretty natural for little kids to be drawn to like magical stuff right like fantasy stuff magical stuff um and that was definitely the case with me from a very young age. I just loved all of that, like, you know, mythological creatures, dragons, yeah. craft, all of that shit. And when I realized as a a preteen that there were people in the world who like legitimately called themselves witches and they were like legitimately witches <laughs> and they were doing spells, I was like, get out of town. That's so cool. How, <laughs> how do I
2: <laughs> do that? You know, yeah, like that's, yeah.
0: that's dope. Let's do it. And so that was sort of the the entry point I think. Um, and as you correctly said, you know, Wicca was was or is the kind of stream that I think a lot of people first access because even if you're not raised super Christian, I think it's fair to say that a lot of people certainly in the 90s there was a lot of pushback against like no you don't want to be a witch like that's intense like let's not do that and then the <laughs> the counterpoint for wicca is like no 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 this isn't satanism like we're not worshiping the devil like wicca is an earth based religion mm-hmm. it's you know it balances the goddess and the god so if you feel like you have you haven't found your sort of space with Christianity because it sort of lacks that divine feminine and the argument is like wick is great because you have this goddess figure and you can connect in that way and so all of that was really appealing as a young woman you know yeah um yeah yeah
1: I mean even some of it I think is appealing as well I love like the all the uh, nature stuff and the herbalism the nature spirits all that sort of thing And like you said the mythology gets brought into I love all the myths and everything I really enjoy digging into those yeah I'd...
0: it's very very attractive I think and particularly if you're a kid who's interested in mythology you know you realize you start to realize that oh if I if I go in this direction and I start you know subscribing to this religion a lot of people wouldn't call Wicca a religion technically it is but if I go this path well you know I can I can worship like Greek gods how cool is that that's really <laughs> amazing like you yeah. know I, I love Well, you can cultures.
1: still do that now I mean I could I yeah. could do that if I wanted I guess but yeah,
0: yeah. Yeah. well you, you'd be in trouble probably. yeah I definitely would yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs> yeah, probably probably I don't know how that would work out but
0: yeah that's but yeah. That's, that's idolatry fam that's no good
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah yeah but um oh what was I oh yeah I was gonna. yeah because you said there is a rise again on it and so when I first was looking into it it seemed like a lot of it uh the witchcraft stuff that was out there was very It seemed to be kind of surface level yeah. um if that's yeah, that's yeah. Fair so that's I don't, nice. I don't know if that, yeah, that, and so, um, then I, I think how I found you is I stumbled across Spirit Box, and then his podcast, mm. whatever that is, and then I found, I guess it's your friend, it sounds like you guys are good friends, uh, Mana, her podcast, yeah,
2: yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I'm super good I, at Mana,
1: yeah, 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 I love your, like, your guys' chemistry when you guys are talking together, is great, so, yeah, and then, and then yeah. that's how I found, um, Way, Way, I talked to Way yes, about that yeah, spinning, yeah, and then she told me to talk to you, but, um, yeah, I was gonna ask, and you don't have to answer this at all if it's too personal. But what um, made you kind of come away from Wicca? Because you said like some bad stuff started to happen. Is that?
0: Yeah, yeah. I, so I talk a little bit um, about it actually on that episode of Spirit Box that I was on, which was like this time last year, I think, or something that- like that. What are you? Ghost. Yeah. So I, I
1: remember <laughs> listening to that, and
0: yeah, that's was oh, sad. Yeah. And it was like, when I was on that podcast talking about it, it was so, um, it had happened so recently that I feel like I, like if I listened back to it, I'm sure I sound like kind of unhinged because I was still like really shaken up and rattled by this. Uh. But so basically like, I think, I think it would be fair to say that most people on the internet today who are saying that they're witches, they're using it as kind of a catch all term. So the number of those people who are actually Wiccans in the truest sense is probably pretty small. You know, Wicca is its very own specific thing. And it has, you know, there are also like multiple different traditions of Wicca. You've got Dianic Wicca, you've got Gardnerian Wicca, Alexandrian Wicca. It's kind of in the same way as, you know, Christianity is this big umbrella, but you've got all these different denominations. Yeah. Um, And so witchcraft is the same. You've got the big witchcraft umbrella, and then you have all this different stuff happening under the umbrella. And so I probably stopped being like, I probably was never Wiccan in a like real serious sense. That was just like the term I used as a teenager, but I definitely did identify as a witch for a long time. And for me, that was a sort of animist perspective of engaging in, with the world and understanding that the world is full of spirits and you, know, you can engage with those spirits as a witch, right? Mm. To um, kind of manipulate reality. I think that's probably the, the easiest way to put it and that sounds wonderful on paper it yeah. doesn't want to manipulate <laughs> reality yay um let's you know let's uh let's make our little money spells and let's get rich and let's do all that stuff right that um you know wh- we all have problems that we would like to solve and witchcraft i think for a lot of people feels like a great tool to use to solve some of those problems particularly if you're disenfranchised or if you're struggling in any way which was, has certainly been the case on and off for me for my entire life. So what happened to kind of start turning me in a different direction? I don't even know if I would say away, but just like to start asking questions and sort of re, reassess where I was at with things was that I got really really more seriously into certain facets of pretty serious witchcraft and occultism about two or three years ago. I had taken some time away from really serious spiritual practice to just focus on other stuff. I went and got a graduate degree in poetry. I was just doing other things. And then I sort of dove really hardcore back into it um, a couple of years ago. And the deeper I got, the more I learned a bunch of very cool, interesting facts. And, and you know, I mean, it's it's fascinating, it truly is. But I also, it, it is correct to say, I think, and I think, I think most, practicing a would agree with me that the further you stare into the abyss, the abyss does indeed stare back into you. And um, <laughs> that's not always great. So the thing that happened to me that was like really scary is I had been sort of practicing more serious magic. That's probably how I would put it, like engaging more seriously with that kind of worldview, engaging more seriously with spirits. And I had an experience where I started to basically be spiritually attacked by something. And despite all of the things that I'm saying to you on this on this chat, I'm also like a fairly skeptical person. Like I'm not one of those people who, if something goes wrong in my life, I'm like, I'm cursed, you know? Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm much more likely to be like, that was crappy luck, all right? <laughs> yeah. Sometimes shit happens. Um, but there were sort of a bunch of things that were happening all at once that were quite, you know, sudden and, and no good. Um, I'm trying to think what the order of operations was. I think, you know, there were just a bunch of little things going wrong. And I asked some friends about it. Oh, you know, that does seem a little bit out of the ordinary. Like why don't you do a little protection spell? And so I sort of went out and I lit my little protection candle. And when I lit my little protection candle, um, it like exploded. And (laughs) I remember you
1: talking about this. Yeah. That's
0: not, you know, (laughs) it's not great. Um, (laughs) and (laughs) I had sort of, I had kind of never seen before, like candles will do all sorts of wacky stuff. And I think a lot of the time that's just down to science is why that happens. But this was to the point where I was like, trying to put it out and when I was trying to put it out the flame was like leaping and I couldn't put it out and then the the container it was in exploded and I was like this just this seems no good this seems bad um I don't love this you know warning warning warning
2: (laughs) I don't love this
0: and so I (laughs) I asked a friend of mine to kind of look into it for me and this is this is what you'll see a lot in the occult community and witchcraft communities you know you'll it, it is In some ways a really big community but in some ways a very insular community and a lot of the people who are very seriously practicing they will have other occultists that they reach out to for advice for divination or readings you know because when you're dealing with the world of spirits um there are a lot of variables and it's kind of you know you can't you can't see what's going on often so you have to kind of like employ other means to figure out what's up so I asked a friend, you know, this just happened to me. This is super weird. Can you do a little divination for me? And my friend did the divination and was basically like, this is bad. And I was like, oh, okay, what's happening? <laughs> and the friend, the friend was like, well, you know, there's a spirit hanging around you. It's probably hanging around you because you've been doing a lot more serious magic. Um, and I was like, you know, is this a good thing? Is it a bad thing? Like, what, what kind of spirit? What are we talking about? And my friend was like, well, Um, it's not good, you know, they were like, you know, spirits, you'll you'll hear occultists a lot, because we don't really deal in like the idea that things are obviously from God, or they are demons, like that is just not a worldview that occultists subscribe to. I
2: was trying to
0: explain this to someone the other day, because there's a lot of pushback, of course, against the Christian worldview, because people who practice witchcraft will say, well, you know, not all spirits are demons, but in a Christian worldview, they are it's not a yeah. value judgment. It's just like, you're an angel or you're God, or you're a dead human person, or yeah. you're. A, those are the
2: options. You yeah. Know?
1: And I know what you mean. I don't think I'm personally there. I'm probably lean more to, uh, I believe in all the, the right. variables and the gins and the fairies and all right. that stuff. But right. Like, yeah. But you know,
0: so many people, but most people don't, don't yeah. see it that way. Yeah. yeah. Um, and so anyway, when I asked my friend, like what this thing was, their answer was, look, it's I don't know what it is, but it's not, it it doesn't have your best interests at heart. Basically. It was like, you know, it's hanging around you. It's not sort of striking, but it's just kind of circling the wagons and it wants to basically take stuff from you. So, you know, you could make a deal with it, but it's a really bad idea. They were like, you really need to just try and get rid of it. And this was sort of the first time to my knowledge that this had ever happened to me. So there, you know, there's my rational part of my brain is like, this all sounds like total bs and (laughs) and and my which part of my brain is like what do i do with this you know and so i'm very conflicted and i'm kind of panicking and my friend gave me some stuff to do to get rid of this being um when i started to try and do that to kind of undertake the steps to get rid of it
2: explode
0: no it was like the candle it exploded yeah um I started to try and gather the materials to deal with this. Right. And that's the point I was fostering some kittens at the time. Mm. Some like um, three week old kittens from a local animal shelter. And immediately I started kind of closing ranks to deal with the problem. One of the kittens died instantly out of nowhere. And this can happen to kittens. It's not that uncommon. They do sometimes just tank when they're really little, but it felt, very pointed timing wise. Um, And then I got really sick (laughs) the day before I was supposed to take care of this issue and do this kind of specific ritual to get rid of the spirit. um, I got maybe like the sickest I've ever been in my life. And I remember waking up at like five in the morning, you know, with just debilitating gut cramps, insane nausea, dizziness, like And I really thought I was going to have to go to a hospital. Like I got up and I was like up and down, you know, from the bathroom to my bed for a couple of hours. And I was like, oh my God, like, I don't know where, I don't know what is happening. Like I am so sick, but there was also this weird awareness in the back of my mind that this was not like a hospital problem. (laughs) I was like, (laughs) yeah. I was like, hmm, <laughs> I feel like I might know what's going on. And so I talked to the same friend and I was like, this is what's happening. And and he was like, well, yeah, you know, it, it's on to you and it's trying oh, to work yeah. on you so you can't finish the job, you know? And so what happened after that was sort of 24 hours of just white knuckling it through this like insanely sudden illness, um, trying to kind of find the mental focus and the kind of spiritual focus to do what I needed to do. And I did eventually, Do what i needed to do and deal with the problem but after that (laughs) first of all it was really scary um and i'm not like a particularly easily rattled person i've seen a lot of crazy stuff in my lifetime uh and i think i've got pretty good nerves generally But this was like legitimately pretty terrifying. And I remember at the time being like, if this is what this is, like at this level, if this is what this level of like magical operation looks like, I will take all my books and I will throw them in the Mississippi River because I don't want this. Like, this is not, it's not fucking worth it, frankly. (laughs) Jeez. Um, But then of course, you know, you get more space from the scary event and you're like, well, ho-hum, I survived that, good for me, you know? And you get a little bit cocky and a little bit arrogant. But the same kind of thing, not to that degree, but the same kind of issue resurfaced for me multiple times last year. Like every time I turned around, someone would be like, oh, there's a demon around you, or like this is happening, or that is happening. And Whoa. eventually <laughs> you just get to the point where you're like, why? Like, what, why, is this hap- why is this not happening to you? Why is it happening to me? <laughs> Um, and I still don't have the answer for that, why it was particularly happening to me. I, you know, it, it gets in your head and you start to think like, are these people that I'm friends with just saying this? Like, is this a weird lie? Is this a manipulation that happens within the community? Because it certainly is often something that happens in the community. There's a lot of paranoia, there's a lot of delusion. Um, I started wondering if I really was just like particularly open to spiritual attack. And it got to a point where, I guess, like, August of last year, I Oh no, September of last year, I came home from Florida after evacuating for Hurricane Ida. And I was dealing again with, like, some of this BS, and I was super sick again. Um, and I talked to this friend, and my friend was like, why don't you just um, say a novena to the Archangel Michael? And I was like, what? And he was like, yeah, just say what a novena. What is
1: that? I've never heard of that.
0: Well, so this is a Catholic thing. So novena okay. is like a nine-day prayer. Okay. And what is there a bug?
1: Uh, yeah, yeah. This, this, uh, this, this fort's not working out super great. But <laughs> I'm, uh, it's all right for so now. No,
0: I'm into it. You, there's, you there's been a
1: lot of bugs actually, but there's one.
0: He's you were trying so to get nervous. in. I loved it. <laughs> Give him. A, this is like this was me with spirits. Those bugs. That was my deal. I was like, oh, this is, there's another spirit. Uh, awesome. So. <laughs> A novena is a nine day prayer in the Catholic tradition, you will say novenas to different saints for all sorts of different things, you know? Um, Obviously in the Roman Catholic church tradition, they will tell you all day every day that this is not magic. I literally have little novena like prayer books that at the beginning they're like, this is not magic
2: but That's it looks like that yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: i'm like sure yeah. sure sure yeah, yeah, yeah. wink wink catholic church there's a reason the protestants think you're all demon worshipers <laughs> well
1: there's there's stuff in protestant <laughs> circles too where i've um well, i've talked to people before i mean and I, I believe it and it all works and everything too and maybe it's it has to do more with your intention that lies behind it as well but uh there's some stuff where i've been like you know if you're sitting from the outside it definitely look, looks like magic it it kind of does yeah like, yeah but. well yeah
0: i mean you look at like deliverance ministry you look at <gasps> things like speaking in tongues like anyway yeah. we, could, we could we could go on but um so what the novena basically consisted of it was super simple and it was basically just you know for nine days you say the saint michael prayer which is very short it's like a small paragraph saint michael the archangel defend us in battle blah 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 um and you light a candle and that's it and i remember talking to my friend and being like that's that's all I was like I don't know about that like you're really telling me that like with all the issues that I've been dealing with for months and everyone's telling me that I'm beset by demons and like I'm under severe spiritual attack and it's making me sick and all of this other stuff you're telling me that if I just say this prayer to the Archangel Michael that like that's gonna take care of the problem and he was like yeah and I was like all right I will because at this point I had other people telling me like we have to do a full santeria cleanse on you we're gonna have to like sacrifice pigeons and pour pigeon blood over it was intense Ooh. right really intense uh, and so i was like all right well if my options are pigeon blood spiritual blood, i'll try this blood,
2: other thing yeah. <laughs>
0: or the novena i'll take the novena and so i did and i have to tell you that i was like pretty skeptical first of all like at that point in time like I said, even though I, like, never stopped believing in God, it's not like I was really praying regularly, and so it felt to me, like, appealing to this, like, figure within the Christian church, basically, um, I was like, is this even going to work for me? Because why would it, you know, like, what does God, why would God listen to me at this point? Clearly, I'm an infernal abomination, you know, <sighs>
2: uh-huh.
0: clearly, um, yeah. <laughs> That's how it felt.
2: He got
1: in.
0: <laughs> he did. How big is he? Is it? A oh, big it's bug? not too
1: big. It's just is a big? June bug. I don't know where he's oh, another. I
0: love a June bug. They're they're good. They don't have any concept of personal space though. <laughs>
1: no, true. they don't. No, nah, it's so, just a little one. He's just making a lot of noise.
2: But, oh yeah, they'll
0: do that. Yeah. That's for sure. Um, Sorry, didn't mean to interrupt. Oh, no, no, you're fine. Yeah. So I said this novena, and I remember like the first night that I said the prayer, I really was not expecting much to happen. And I felt a presence like more intensely than I really ever had, ever, ever, ever in any of the work I had ever done. And I wow. was like, oh I was like, something is here, you yeah. know? Um, and literally, after day one, a lot of the symptoms that I'd been having started to clear up. So I had had like very low energy. I was barely able to get out of bed. I had all these like weird stomach issues. And day one, I was able to like, get out of bed, do some stuff, move around, which had not been the case. And I was like, holy cow, literally, uh, something is, you know, something's working here. And so I persisted with the novena and that was sort of the doorway to me, I think, to get back into examining Christianity. Hmm. Somebody that I was talking to last week, um, a friend of mine from the internet, who is a who is an evangelical Christian said to me very very wisely the other day. He was like, "So do you think that Catholicism is kind of like your bridge from witchcraft into like maybe another kind of Christianity?" And I was like, "Yes, I would I would say that that is probably the case." Yeah. Um, so I don't know, you know, what's going to happen or where I'm going to end up, but it was proof to me that something very real. Was happening there um, mm-hmm. and something very protective. And clearly, I am a person that needs a bunch of protection. So, yeah, we <laughs> all take do. it, you know, right?
1: <laughs> yeah. <sighs> yeah. I have a kind of a similar experience with, I mean, I kind of, I've always been a Christian my whole life, basically, or I would have said that. But um I think about five years ago now, maybe I came back to Christianity a lot more. And I kind of had a similar thing where I had a, a chronic. Uh, I don't know what else you call it. it is pain that would just come and go and mm-hmm. looking back now I think it I mean I don't know what else to call it besides some type of spirit but it was kind of the same thing and then it led me into a really I didn't pray in no vein I didn't even know about that but I I basically came uh started seeking God and then um, yeah. he, he healed me of it and I don't because I went to hospitals for nine years I think and yeah, they, and yeah and they then could never tell me what was wrong and it was kind of yeah. one of those things yeah so
0: yep 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 wow that's yeah. really wild i had no idea you'd had that experience that's so cool i love it yeah. yeah. i mean it's not cool that you were in pain that's very oh no no yeah <laughs> and
1: it's it's i was actually thinking about that today too because i was um you, you mentioned earlier how in christianity it's either like angels or demons type thing and now looking back on it i'm like it was kind of both at the same time like whatever spirit that was i could kind of call it both If if even if i wanted to just narrow it down to those two categories i'm like it was probably a demon to my flesh, but overall to my spirit, it was probably an angel. Cause it's kind of wow, yeah. like redirecting me, you know, in a that? way. Wow. So, that's
0: such a cool way to look at it. Look at it too. That's
1: yeah. I'm, I'm extremely yeah. thankful for it in the long run because um, I just was, uh, I just got cynical, you know, it was just a bad down downward roll. And I was just getting more and more cynical towards people and bitter. And you know, I was like, mm-hmm. yeah, it was not, not a good way to go. Yeah. It's never, yeah. never a good way to go. seems like everything's kind of pride and humility boils down to those two things.
0: Totally. And I think like, I think for me, it was sort of something of the same kind of feeling, honestly. I don't know, I don't know that I would say I was necessarily getting kind of cynical, but I think that the, the parts of the, I don't even know if you would call it like the occult community, the spiritual community, the new age community, whatever, but the parts of those communities I was moving in, just the people I was surrounding myself with, oftentimes the the things I was absorbing were not particularly uplifting. And I wasn't like seeing people who were flourishing and happy with their lives and like doing really well. Um, yeah. It was, there was a lot of negativity. There was a lot of paranoia, like an insane amount of paranoia. <laughs> um, imagine. Oh my, she I mean, attack it was, yeah for good reason, but you know, I was just like, wow, like, maybe there's another way to interact with the world mm-hmm. that is more protective and uplifting and affirming, you know? Mm. Yeah. I don't know. That's a tough one.
1: Yeah. It's weird. I, I think in the past in, I don't know if I picked this up when I was younger, but I had this mentality that the church was very, is very, very closed off and very close-minded and very, um, like they wouldn't be uplifting. They'd see you on the outside and cast you out even further type thing. But from my experience, especially coming back the past few years, I don't know if something just shifted and it changed, but I think it just seems like did the experience. experience are the most loving, open, accepting people I've, I've been around, so.
2: I, mean, I, I love know. that.
0: Can I ask, yeah. um, I think I might've asked you this in private, I can't remember, but what, um, like what denomination are you?
1: Oh, I'm, <laughs> I don't know. See, I grew up and they've always called it non-denominational, but then it basically just became its own thing. Mm -hmm. Um, so it, um, I started, uh, it was basically the church I went to kind of was a branch off of, um, Rhema Bible college, which was kind of founded the word of faith movement, which Mm -hmm. has a lot of bad connotation now with like, uh, the televangelist preachers. It's kind of the health, wealth, and prosperity gospel is what people like. Yeah, Yeah. So but then there's still a lot of good that came out of it too. They had a real emphasis on the scriptures and, um, really believing and standing on your faith and really just, mm-hmm. uh, so there was a lot of, a lot of good that came from it that I learned in the power of words too, is another thing, like your speech and everything that uh, mm-hmm. they emphasized. So I basically grew up in that. And now, I mean, I don't know that I really have a denomination either. I'm, too protestant to be catholic i don't know that i could do that and then i don't i've never even looked at greek or, or, or orthodox or anything but i don't think i'd really do that either i basically it's uh some sort of charismatic protestantism i guess is where i float yeah, around yeah. but uh, yeah i don't know
2: yeah but.
0: no that's cool that's cool i'm learning so much about like i guess i guess what i would call like american protestantism because again i would argue that protestantism in other countries is pretty different um in many ways or at least you know again it was when I was younger but my whole family like was raised Catholic so my mom was raised Catholic but she didn't raise me Catholic so I'm much more familiar in many ways with like Catholicism even though I'm not you know I wasn't confirmed I wasn't baptized Catholic uh, but that's yeah that's weird it's a weird kind of mishmash
1: I may have to pick your brain on that some some other time too, because oh, I don't I don't know much yeah. about Catholicism. My mom was raised Catholic as well, but she, I do not really talk about it much, and she, um, that um, yeah, then she definitely moved out of that, and so, but I think it's kind of the same thing. It seems to me like the d- different denominations I've been around, anyone that someone grew up in, they kind of I think because you get to see all the the secrets and the little hidden things that you kind of are you notice the, the bad parts of it, but they all seem to have their, their good things here and there,
0: um, Yeah, I from what I can
1: tell, but. I, I think
0: that's totally true, and I think, you know, I think most people, well, may, maybe I'm speaking out of turn, because I haven't been in a lot of Protestant communities, but I think it's pretty normal for people to go through a period of time where they're questioning, like, is this specific thing that I grew up in what I want to keep doing or do it you know and I think that's that's the process right that's your like 40 days in the desert you got to go off and do your thing and like grapple with stuff and figure out where you sit um and then choose it for yourself I think that's a big thing that I'm learning about just spirituality generally it's so important to like choose for yourself what you're doing
2: yeah
1: I like that comparison Your 40 days in the desert too that's good
0: I'm brushing up. I'm brushing up on my Bible. <laughs>
2: yeah,
1: <laughs> yeah that, that book, I mean, I've, I've been reading it for five years now, just digging into it and it's still just unending depths and mysteries you can get into. It's oh, crazy. Absolutely. Yeah. Yep. Um, so I had another question this is totally different topic, but I'm yeah, really yeah. curious about this. Have you befriended a crow yet?
0: Oh man, I'm trying so hard. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, so I don't know what it is, but I have a theory that this year, for some reason, the crow population in New Orleans appears to have really like exploded. There just seem to be way more of them than there were. And I don't yeah. know if that's just like bias, like I'm noticing it more, but they're everywhere. Um, so I decided, you know, to try to befriend them. I see people on TikTok all the time and they have crows that like, you know, come and sit on their arms. And I'm like, yeah. I want that. I want That'd that. Cool. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, I'm working on it. I'm working on it. They are. Um, they are coming into the yard now. So that's oh, like progress. That's nice. progress. We're getting that,
2: there. Yeah,
1: that's cool. I literally, I just had a friend tell me about that, like, I think right before I contacted you or something. And I, I had never heard of it before. And then I was like, oh, she's trying to do it. Already. But I also, he told me that they have funerals and I didn't know that.
0: Yeah. They're like, really yeah. smart, really social animals. Like something that I've learned is that if you make direct eye contact with them, they will fly away. Like, it doesn't even matter, like, I mean, I guess until you really like, force oh, sure. that bond. like if you're throwing them peanuts, you have to, like, avert your eyes because they're, they'll be like, so funny. you know, uh,
2: that's, that's crazy. Wow.
1: So what, what do you do now, uh, job-wise, if you don't do the tarot readings anymore?
0: Well, you know, that's kind of up in the air now, too. Um, yeah. I'm trying to, I'm trying to, <laughs> Uh, I'm trying to figure out a way to continue to help people and because this is the thing right and this is the thing I think a lot of maybe people who were raised very Christian don't understand or perhaps don't want to understand but there are definite issues with fortune telling and I think it's very fair to say that like divination in the bible is frowned upon um (laughs) generally speaking, but it it is people do find it very helpful. And I think they find it very helpful because sometimes people just straight up don't want to talk to a therapist. You know, they that that has its own kind of connotation. Um, Mm -hmm. And people can be resistant to that process. But you'll find that really good readers um, are good at what they do, not necessarily because they have any kind of like psychic power. But because they are really good listeners um, and they're intuitive and they're compassionate. And so essentially, like a lot of the clients that I see, it's way less about like me sitting there and like doing a like Miss Cleo and being like, oh, your future husband is like six foot four and drives a Mustang or whatever. Um, and way more just talking about what's yeah. going on for them, you know? Um, strategizing ways that like issues they're having can be resolved, giving them some feedback about stuff that might not be clear to them. So I'm trying to figure out a way that I can continue to do that work, which I am really good at, (laughs) and that people seem to find value in. But while de-emphasizing or removing the more like esoteric aspect. And I haven't really figured out how to go about that yet but I also haven't really been offering reading since the beginning of the year I got really burned out it mm. does take again a spiritual toll and, and an energetic toll it's it's hard work yeah. um and yeah so I don't know I don't know what's going to happen there for a while I was like maybe I'll go back to like just doing a different kind of job you know I, I've done all sorts of different jobs over the course of my life and I was like maybe I'll go back to tutoring or like whatever or like Go back to working in retail, but I'm I still have a chronic illness, so it's really hard for me to work a forty-hour week outside of the house. Oh wow! Mm-hmm. So
1: what? What's your chronic illness? Do you know what
0: I'm I mean? I have um, a condition called Ehlers-Danlos syndrome, which impacts the collagen in your body. It basically makes your collagen like noodles; doesn't work properly. And collagen is all over your body, so basically that creates uh, a lot of wear and tear in your joints. It creates a lot of wear and tear on your muscles. It Fs with your GI system. It's just sort of a lot it's of painful. chronic pain. Yeah, it's painful. It's painful. Yeah. It, it, and it can kind of like, you can have a good day, and then it can blindside you out of nowhere. So what I'm dealing with right now that's really disruptive is I'm getting a lot of, um, a lot of dizzy spells, a lot of like fatigue that just totally wipes me out out of nowhere, a lot of GI pain. And so all that stuff makes it a little bit hard to like go to an office and do office things for eight hours a day. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Yeah. So
0: it's all a process, but I was talking to a a Christian friend of mine about this the other day and she was like, well, God will figure out something. And I was like, that it is is comforting, but also (laughs) (laughs) I have a $500 electricity bill. So not to to rush God, but if could... (laughs) figure it out sooner rather than later that would be chill
1: yeah but would you like so if you could have your choice you would probably like to do some type of spirit healing or something
2: like that i mean
0: yeah something along those lines right like yeah i really resent i don't resent is the wrong word i really don't like the term like life coach just because i think it's cheesy you know um you you can visually picture who who a life coach would be and what <laughs> yeah, your yeah. picture is not what i want to be so but i think that that would be kind of like the closest thing if we were to rip out the metaphysical parts of what i do like that's probably yeah. the best well, why would
1: why would you rip out the metaphysical parts just because it's frowned upon by the church or does it because i mean you wouldn't from what it sounds like it sounds like a christian to me i mean it sounds like it doesn't sound like you're calling on spirits here no. and there to come yeah, yeah
0: no I mean absolutely not I'm like spirits please go away you're like, just... there's too many of you <laughs> yeah you're just <laughs> yeah. picking up
1: on on the person you're engaging with you're just picking up on right. their spirit and engaging right. with their spirit yeah
0: yeah I mean that's something that I'm still sort of teasing out and figuring out too because my mm-hmm. I I don't have a great knowledge of the Bible. I actually did study comparative religion in, in undergrad, but it was so long ago now and so like scattered that yeah. anything that I might have retained is kind of gone. So I'm, I'm just in the process, you know, of talking to a lot of different people um, about what they think about it, because I know again, the Bible, you know, depending on what denomination you belong to and what theology you believe in, like it's it very different interpretations of the same scriptural uh-huh. passages, but- yeah. I have to say, and this is a difficult one for me to admit, but when I really sit with it, you know, like, oh, this is so hard to say, but when I really sit with it in my heart, I'm like, it does feel like not quite right. It does feel like something like, certainly the process of like using divination in that way may not be good. You know? So what I don't know. what does
1: that mean? Like, does that mean tarot so like using, or using what cards,
0: is- Yeah, or using, okay, yeah. you know, trying to kind of reach beyond your generic human knowing in that way. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure. Um, yeah, yeah, and I, you know, I may I may change yeah. my mind, but that certainly, like, when I've done that kind of work in the past, and I did for many many years, and I have a lot of friends who still do. Like, I don't think most people are doing it in a way that's like. You know, we're not all like drawing our little pentagrams on the floor and lighting candles and being like, "Satan, help us, like, read yeah. the future." But I don't know, like, something feels off to me increasingly. Yeah,
1: that makes that make, I mean, that makes sense. It's weird. But I, I would, yeah, I would think being cautious is always good. Yeah.
0: Right, I yeah, it but always- I mean, it, it's a really hard one though because, like, it is uh, kind of my livelihood, and so I'm, I'm having a lot of like crisis moments where i'm just like oh my gosh i'm blowing up my life why am i blowing up my life why am i doing this to myself you know
2: yeah Uh,
1: so could you is there a way to do that where you could um like without using divination just talk to people like you said and then somehow uh, listen intuitively and then pick up on things and then pray for them maybe or something like. yeah
0: i think that there totally is and i think that what probably will happen over the next few months is my uh, I will figure that out, uh-huh. um, and I yeah. will pray about it and hope that it is revealed to me, but um, but it's tricky, too, because, like, part of the reason that I have done, and when I say I've done well, you know, I'm, I'm not a millionaire, uh, you know, I'm living in a house with a roof that's caving in, so I'm, yeah, I'm doing fine, but, <laughs> um, but, Part of the reason that I've been able to sort of do that as my only job for so long, I think is because witchcraft was having a moment, you know, and if you brand yourself in a certain way, and if you use yeah. those search terms, a lot of people are very interested. A lot of people are very attracted to that kind of thing. I think I do worry a little bit that removing that aspect of the business, people will just be like, well, okay, why would I pay you that much money to listen to my problems? I just go see, a, go see a therapist. Like, well, true. You
2: could. Yeah yeah
0: so it's a tough one but hmm. it'll it'll be figured out in time yeah yeah
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah keep keep uh keep pursuing god and jesus and all that stuff yeah i guess and it'll work out. i don't know um but uh it's a, uh, I i do think people are gifted in in things like that and i think if you just yeah like i said uh if you just keep doing what you're doing and, and do it things out of compassion and humility i think you yeah you'll figure it out i don't know
0: I think, I think so. I think so. And, you know, I mean, something that I have been very sort of led to since all of this wacky stuff went on is I'm finding, I'm finding it increasingly important to me and, you know, in my path and on my journey or whatever to speak about these kinds of things that you and I are speaking about and to speak to people who are different from myself about, you know, what they believe, what their journey looked like, where they're where they're at. Um, mm-hmm. And so that's something I'm really passionate about as well. And I, I think there's a little doorway opening there in some mm-hmm. way. I don't know what it's going to look like. My goof face podcast that yeah. eventually maybe I will sit down and do.
2: Yeah.
0: You can be that's honest. That's good. You All right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I'll podcast. come on.
2: <laughs> sure.
1: Sure. Sure. Yeah. I mean, I think that's, good. I've, I've been doing the same thing. I've been trying to talk to different people in different belief systems and everything, because um, I think there's a lot, a lot of gems and all those different uh religions and everything else like even even in witchcraft it's like there's uh all this herbalism that like people Mm -hmm. like christians will use that stuff all the time and then they don't even realize like a lot of it's from that area like or then if someone else have it then it's all of a sudden demonic or something like that so i don't know there's just all these things and then even like i said i think some people are gifted in those areas and maybe with um certain things like maybe you pick up on spiritual things more a lot of times I feel really dense when it comes to things like that like uh, yeah understanding people are having that intuition to pick up on someone's so I think I think those things are are gifted in certain people and
0: um, yeah and you know I think something that I'm sort of wrestling with contemplating any time that I've used those gifts with a client you know, or, or with a loved one or, or whatever, I don't think it's ever had like a, a negative impact. I got an email from a client the other day who was asking if I was gonna be available to kind of meet up with her and her daughter when they were in town. They're coming to New Orleans for a visit. This is someone I read for like a couple of years ago. And this is pretty common for me. Like someone I've met one time will like a year later, a couple of years later, email me and be like, you know I'm in town like can we catch up and this woman was saying you know if you're still doing readings you know I would love to get a reading for my daughter but she was like if you're not doing readings anymore I totally understand you know it's a lot of your energy and your time but would you let me me and my daughter take you out for dinner because you made such a huge impact on my life and you helped me so much that I just really want to like spend time with you and to thank you for like what you did for me and I just don't Know that I believe that if that's the impact it's having, like this work that I'm doing, that it's from a bad place. Mm-hmm. Um, it feels to me like it is a gift, and so there yeah. has to be a way, you know, <laughs> to yeah,
2: yeah.
0: do that. Yeah. That is uh, that that you know gives glory to God. I think there has to
2: be a way. So yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think you're probably right.
1: Yeah. Um... I was gonna what else was I gonna ask you about? Okay, so I had this question, and this is a totally different topic, but this was yeah. when I was talking to to Wei and she mentioned um moon water. Hmm. So I had never heard of that before, but then I just recently had this question. I I was gonna ask her, but I didn't get the chance. But what happens if you drink it? <laughs> is that bad?
0: That's you know, that's a great question. I think <laughs> I think that witchcraft hat on. Um <laughs> So a few things here, and I don't know if Way talked to you about this or not, but like, I feel like moon water as a phenomena was not as big of a thing until TikTok came along. Like oh, TikTok, really? okay. TikTok came along and suddenly all these like teenagers uh, and little baby witches are like running around putting their moon water out, bless them. Uh, and so it's, it's kind of a phenomenon now, like it's a huge deal.
2: Yeah. I would
0: say number one, if you're going to drink your moon water, Make sure that you're using filtered water and not, you know, water from some other source, because that's your number one science reason <laughs> that it might be a bad idea. You know, don't scoop water out of the swamp and drink it for any reason. It's bad. You. Ooh, no. um, <laughs> that's how you That's how you die. But um, the witchy answer to that would probably be if you're going to drink moon water, your filtered moon water from your, you know, your, your, your beautiful artisanal spring water that you bought in a bottle. Do you get
1: magical powers?
0: Um, well, if it's under the correct astrological occurrence. Oh, that's too complicated for me. (laughs) It's very complicated. So, you know, this is the thing, and this is what a lot of, it's so, it's so dependent on who you talk, who, who you talk to in the community. Yeah. But. A lot of witches will tell you that just the cycle of the moon is really, surfacing. you know, like there are certain things that like full moon means this and new moon means the other thing. But it also matters, according to a lot of people, what else is going on in the stars.
2: Mm-hmm. So if
0: you're making moon water during an eclipse, for example, or, uh, cause we're, we're coming up on an eclipse soon. Yeah. Um, if you're doing that, or if you're doing it when one of the really malevolent fixed stars, like Algol, the fixed star Algol, <laughs> like the most malefic fixed star, the worst one. You know, if you're if you're making moon water under that and you're putting it inside your body, it's probably a bad plan. Yeah. You know? yeah. Wait wait for good <laughs> stuff, benevolent stuff.
2: <laughs> okay, yeah. There
0: you go, that's the when <laughs> so answer.
1: So probably, probably don't try that
0: probably just don't, you know, yeah. probably just don't, you know. just
1: drink normal water,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah it makes sense. the same thing, like, it's funny that you bring that up, though, because I had the same question a few months ago about holy water, because I realized ah. I had never considered, like, I don't know why it came through my head, but I was just like, do people drink holy water, and I asked a, a Catholic magician friend of mine, I was like, is that a thing, like, do people ingest
1: is it, because I've never heard of
0: he was like, well, you could, like, you oh, know, if God. you, if you really thought you needed to clear out the system in that way i technically you could he was like yeah. i probably wouldn't if you were just like scooping it out of the font in like a you know which people have put their babies in that probably wouldn't drink that but again same reason that you wouldn't drink swamp yeah. water that's weird you drink baby is baptism it, water
1: it reminds me of there's this passage in numbers that's very probably very offensive to women but it's basically <laughs> about a oh if, if your wife is cheating on you and you get jealous you give her It kind of sounds like holy water and then it if she's cheating, if she is cheating on you, then it'll make her belly swell and her thigh rot or something. Oh my gosh! Yeah, so sounds, sounds like magic, sort of. But my yeah, God. I think it's Numbers chapter five or something like that. Oh my it's gosh! Ve- it's I, very I, weird. I'm
0: gonna, I'm gonna hit up Numbers tonight. Like, what <laughs> yeah. are you, what are you saying in yeah.
1: here? So There's I don't a lot know. There's magic I'd in be, the
0: Bible, I would argue. You know. Yeah,
1: sure. Yeah, it looks like. <laughs> yeah, and the. Um,
0: Wouldn't call but, it that, I guess, but. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I'd probably, probably get from probably frowned on to to call it that, but yeah yeah it sure looks like
0: depending, it depending don't, on who don't drink boss.
1: the holy water or your your belly will no. swell and your thigh rot so
0: i mean my belly swells already Unless you're
1: faithful like,
0: like, <laughs> chronic, chronic illness every day you know like bloating <laughs>
1: i'm sorry um so i was gonna ask you too about that i saw this on your instagram but the possums what is it
2: yeah no, yeah, I is that that.
1: The, yeah and you call them pointy cats or something
0: pointy cats yeah pointy yeah. kitties um, yeah, so I don't what, know where I got that from, I stole that from somewhere, but I can't remember where. But did that's you just one catch
1: one out in like?
0: Oh looked- well, yeah. So 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 there's a whole story here. Um, <laughs> okay. So I have backyard possums, and I have for ages because my backyard yeah. is pretty big and it gets really overgrown. Um, and they just they love it out there. So I've been feeding like my backyard possums for a long time. Um, and so there's like a whole highlight on my Instagram that's just called Possum Watch, and it's just like opossums coming onto the porch and eating food, but I had never held one. And it was like a real point of contention for me because New Orleans, for some reason, is full of like people who own possums as pets. Like there's a lot of people here who like, they just have opossums. They're like opossum rehabbers or whatever, but they'll like dress them up in little outfits. And weird. there's a bunch I've of like famous, famous internet possums that like live in town. And so I was like really salty to be honest. Cause I was like, I live here where all these famous internet possums live. There are possums in my backyard. Why have I never held a possum? This is so frustrating. I'm angry about it, you know? Yeah. and so then um through like total weirdness that is long and boring to get into but through total weirdness <laughs> i made friends with uh tiktok sensation david Oren, who is like an evangelical christian who catches snakes in the wild for a living like that's his deal
1: does he do this spiritually
0: do no. you snake him?
2: Okay. I was like...
0: <laughs> and that, that's the question, you know, always. But, like, there's a separation between those two things with oh, their concurrent interests. Damn. And he's, like, he's crazy. He's got, like, 2 million TikTok followers or something insane. Yeah. But we, we became friends. Um, and then he was coming to New Orleans to, like, look for snakes. And he was like, do you want to come to the swamp with me and my friend Alex to, like, catch yes. those? <laughs> I was like, 100%. Yes, I do. <laughs> And we're, we're cruising around the swamp in the middle of the night, you know, looking for snakes and not really finding any particularly, to be honest, but we did find an, an opossum and they're having a conversation about it. And they're both like, should we catch the opossum? I don't know. Like, is it worth it? And I was like, no, please hundred <laughs> percent, like you don't even understand how important this is to me right now. <laughs> And so yeah, uh, they did. They David caught the possum, and he was like, "Do you want to hold the possum?" And I was like, "This is the greatest moment of my life. Yes, I want to hold this possum." <laughs> and I did, and it was the greatest moment of my life. Really? Wow! funny. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The, just a perfect fusion. Of so how the- did they
1: how do they catch it exactly?
0: Uh, literally, just shook <laughs> at it <laughs> and grabbed. <laughs> really. It. I mean, I pretty- wouldn't
1: know. You could do that.
0: The possums are pretty chill, you know, like yeah. it's really when you, when you grab them, typically they just play dead, you know, they'll, they, even it's, if you kind of approach it quickly, it typically just like, it plays possum, it pretends to be dead, so.
1: Yeah, when I had my dogs, they did that, they'd run up on them and they just fall over yeah. and I yeah,
0: exactly. walked
1: up and I'd push it with my foot and I was like, oh, it's still in right. it This just, one yeah. actually was did like the,
0: surprising, surprisingly spicy, like it didn't really pass out, it was still like wriggling around and I was like, whoa. Yeah, it okay. looked pretty
1: lively in your hands and the pictures, I was like, what. Yeah.
0: yeah but it didn't his, try to like, bite you or anything. Um, you know, it like it kind of seemed like it might have tried to bite us, but like yeah. you scruff it and it can't get you, you know, so Okay. It yeah.
2: is That's it is cool.
0: I I it the pictures of me are not good, but I, I want to get it framed anyway. Yeah, yeah. Uh oh, best night. Best night of my life. <laughs> That's cool.
1: Yeah, I heard they actually um my cousin Lily had some friends that had these baby possums that they found or whatever and she said that they would actually hang on their tails upside down like they do in the cartoon bambi and i was like they actually do it yeah Yeah, because they got the
0: prehensile tail so it can support their whole body weight that's actually how this possum was caught initially is you can just grab the tail which it kind of like looks cruel a little bit because you're holding (laughs) like giant possum by its tail but you know, that's, they're built for that. So yeah, yeah,
1: they don't
0: care. They don't care. That's
1: cool. They're all over the place here too. Yeah,
0: yeah, I but... love them. I think they're amazing. Um, I had a really old one, pretty like old and decrepit who was living on my porch for a while. I called her Francine. Um, Francine was great. You know, Francine went yeah. a little bit viral on the internet recently. <laughs> was that's great. Funny. <laughs> that's great.
1: That's funny. That's um, funny. I, so I was going to ask you this kind of going back before we're talking about like the types of Christianity what what are you looking at like different are you do you know just everything or because you said you might you you're not necessarily sure whether you go to Catholicism I didn't know if there was
0: yeah I mean like you know I'm very drawn to Catholicism um I think because of that kind of ritual aspect I think mm-hmm. particularly coming from a background um, where I've been really entrenched in, like, I mean, Catholics listening to this will hate that I'm saying it, but, like, (laughs) coming from a background of, like, ritual magic and the occult, um, there are elements of, like, Catholic ceremony that feel very familiar and very comfortable, because it is, like, it's that same kind of, like, ritualization.
1: Yeah, I mean, it it is, it is weird, I mean, communion's weird, I mean, it's, like, if you actually stop and think about it, you're, like, okay, this is the body and the blood of Christ, what's going on here, this is, right, Yeah, it's very, very Um, ritualistic and everything.
0: It is, it is. Yeah, and 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 we all do that. The Catholics don't love saying that. And I think, you know, (laughs) it's funny. I have a lot of friends now who are Catholic, but they're occupying this sort of space within Catholicism that you might call like folk Catholicism, which is, yeah, it's the, I mean, it's cool, I think, but it's the practice of Catholicism with a lot of that like folk magic wound into it. Huh. And I think like it's fascinating. And these people are are really cool. And I love having conversations with them because they're really knowledgeable about the Bible and they're really knowledgeable about Catholic practice, but they're also still doing this kind of magic stuff. But as they have said to me, they're like, we are the people that literally everyone hates. Like the official Catholic Church oh, doesn't man. like us, you know. Yeah, um I'm sure. Protestants do not like us, other witches don't like us <laughs> because we're like Catholic. So That sort of was something I was looking at for a while, but I don't know, like, I I think I'm intrigued by facets of, facets of Protestantism. Um, Weirdly enough, like again, hugely surprising to me, but I'm really intrigued by conservative um, Protestant theology. And that is, not something I thought I was going to be like looking into in any way but theology is fascinating to me like how Mm -hmm. theologians interpret the bible how we have you know these different sects and groups branching off from essentially the same text and the same church yeah um and I think at this stage I'm just really I'm just really looking for a community of people that feels right to me you know and what you said earlier about the church and being kind of concerned about how you're going to be viewed because of the outside i mean that's a huge anxiety that i have right now because like i look like this you know Uh, um (laughs) i am covered Uh. in tattoos and i have green hair and so there's a lot of anxiety about walking into a church particularly with people who maybe have have never branched out from you know christianity and being like hey what's up like i'm a Former yeah. Former alcoholic occultist.
1: That's yeah, it's, it's um, right. I used to be gothic in in high school, so it know. was it wasn't yeah, it wasn't yeah, <laughs> it wasn't super popular in church either. Go to youth yeah. group and you're like yeah,
0: yeah. they're like, who's this kid? What's yeah. happening here?
1: Why does he have skulls in his shirt? This is yeah.
0: Right, right. This yeah, is, yeah. This is Not a I know, um, <laughs> I know what you mean. Yeah. So yeah, I don't know, but but I think you know when I find a community of people. Um, that will really perhaps be the deciding factor for me. But I think, mm-hmm. I think, the, I think the other deciding factor is like what feels most true to me and yeah. what seems to track with. I don't know. I do, I think like. I think you can't. <laughs> I'm trying so hard to like <laughs> articulate this without like putting my foot in it massively, but. Um, <laughs> Something that I have realized to be true over time is that I think you can't really, you can't really rewrite the Bible to suit you, right? Like that's definitely something that I, yeah. I, I think is a struggle point because that is, that is the text, that is the framework and yes, it's yeah. a constructed text and yes, there were books that were left out of the Bible and yes, that's true. But I am starting to really um, vibe with the idea that it is nevertheless like a living text in the same way as a lot of witches and magicians would say like, you know, you get a grimoire, like a book of spells, and there's a spirit that comes through the text. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's the Bible, right? The Holy Spirit mm-hmm. is moving through the text. So I'm, I'm reading it with a view to trying to figure out what denomination seems to have the clearest and truest interpretation of that text, oh, yeah. and that's a thing that I think will come in time.
1: I don't. Maybe. I don't even know. The answer I don't know. That one. <laughs> yeah, don't ask me. I'm like the church I go to. I mean, if I sat down with them and we talked theology, we uh, there's probably a lot of things we wouldn't necessarily agree on. But then at the same, the reason I go there is just because they're just they're like family now. I mean, they would yeah. they'd do anything for you. And so even if we don't agree on all the theological beliefs I think the core beliefs are always there and the the foundation of love is there that where it really doesn't matter in the
0: long run yeah that's wonderful and I mean that's kind of the kind of community I'm looking for as well because it's important to me to be surrounded by people who maybe do have different opinions from you who can like discuss things with you and challenge your own thinking I I have biases I have like shitty biases that I need to examine and
1: me and my friend my friend mitch is like that like we we're good friends now but we disagree on certain things and it's almost like extremely fun to argue with him sometimes
2: yeah we're at, we're at
1: my friend's wedding and we were arguing about something with the trinity that was just something trivial you know
2: yeah, yeah, yeah. and i was
1: trying to use a flower in his example as an example and then like we did something and i moved the flower and it went over the candle and it lit the flowers on fire and I was like oh man this is a sign right here we gotta stop." <laughs> you're
0: like I gotta stop challenge. Yeah. but
1: it's, yeah it's kind of fun like you said I kind of like when there's um a difference of a, opinion because it's it's it can get so I can get so one-sided you know and I can Absolutely. like start seeing with just my vision and people everybody in the church and all the different denominations I feel like are kind of like different have their own different set of eyes and they can see different things and pick Absolutely. up on Absolutely. and I think yeah. you know
0: that's perhaps what an ideal community looks like, you know, not a monolith of people all like myopically believing and saying the exact same thing, but people who are gonna check you. I mean, that's what it's like in the Bible, right? When you look at like Paul writing to the Corinthians or whatever, or like, you know, it's very much like, you guys are doing this thing. Maybe we don't do that thing. You know, like, (laughs) let me challenge you on that. Um, Not that I'm necessarily a giant like stand for Paul. I got some questions. (laughs) about paul but um yeah
1: I have, I have three sisters i don't have any brothers and two of my sisters uh it was a while back and they were like um they said what did they say that paul seems very misogynistic or something like that and i was like ah, yeah if you take some of those yeah that's fair 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 critique i guess but uh, i mean some people his- would completely argue with me on that though and be like no you can't say that but i'm like well i don't know he tells women to be quiet in church so uh, i don't know what you do with that one but
0: I mean, granted, I guess we it's should fun. all be quiet in church, perhaps. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> depending on what kind of yeah. church it is. But um, yeah, yeah. I mean, and this is the thing, right? But this is like increasingly the kind of discussion that I want to have with people is I want to, I don't, I'm not interested in like sidelining everything about my human lived experience and like my ideas and my ethics and my morals. But I want to be able to talk to people um, through a biblical lens about this stuff. Because I yeah. think it's not, it's not as black and white as the media would often have us believe you know when I started reading the Bible again a lot of my friends were like we're worried about you are you are you going to join a cult you know like that was very much the attitude Um, yeah and I think that's because there is a very loud minority of people in this country who who are you know yeah speaking what is essentially a very beautiful loving religion and distorting it you know yeah, mm-hmm. yeah um, and that's I true
1: agree. of every fucking <laughs> yeah. it really is yeah
0: but there's always a minority of buttheads who are just <laughs> like, ruining it for everybody you know
1: yeah yeah it is i mean it is a, yeah and it's a beautiful text like you said too it's just uh even in what paul says it's like some of the most crazy yeah incredibly like philosophical theological just i mean it's it'll just compact it and it's it's hard to you can just keep reading it over and over. It's intense, but
2: really? and then the
1: the whole. I mean, I I'm one of those people that probably reads the Old Testament more than the New. Oh, I, don't really? that, I don't know. I don't know that's necessarily a good thing. I don't know that's a bad <laughs> thing either. But I just love the the rich poetry in the the old the Old Testament as what's, well. And what's everything.
0: your favorite
2: book of the Old Testament? I was going to
1: ask you that question. <laughs> I have that too. But yeah. <laughs> um, mine is Ecclesiastes.
2: But Interesting. And then like...
1: Job after that probably.
0: But oh. Huh. So I what? Sorry. I know I was going to say like why Ecclesiastes what is it about it that appeals you know I
1: I don't know I think it really puts an emphasis on what what's meaningful Mm -hmm. um I mean it sounds like when you read it it sounds like it does the opposite because it's like vanity of vanity is all is vanity like all is um but then uh it really I think causes me to set set my mind on uh heavenly eternal things Mm -hmm. and like the virtues rather than material Mm -hmm. things in this life because it kind of has this whole you read the book and it's kind of this wave it's like everything's meaningless uh you know it's not gonna add to your life at all but enjoy it like enjoy life while you're here and it's like kind of this wave like you're gonna enjoy the material things and have fun but know that in the end uh like and then it ends the last lines are like let us hear the conclusion of the whole matter like the whole matter of your life, the whole matter of everything. Fear God and keep his commandments for this is man's all. I love um, that. Yeah. So I think, and when I first started reading it too, it was very strange. I um, I um remember reading it and it's just one of those where I could feel it was not really clicking in my head. I just didn't really understand it. But then I, it was one of those you could feel kind of just working something on the inside. And so I just kept reading it. Um, I usually read it once a week now. Wow. But then I... There was a while, I think for probably two months I read it every day because I was just like, I don't know what it's doing and I'm not really understanding it mentally, it's but I can something. tell it's, yeah, yeah, it's doing something on the inside. So I'll just keep up with it. So yeah.
0: I love that. Well, that I'm putting that in my back pocket. Maybe that's what I'll <laughs> do next. I mean, it's
1: okay. not for everybody because some people don't like the book at all, that one, but I don't know. But I also, yeah. I mean, I also like Lamentations and most people hate that book. but yeah. <laughs> So what's, what's, do you have a favorite book or favorite passage?
2: Or
0: uh, it's just a tough one. I will say like, I do really like, I do really like Song of Songs, Song of Solomon. Um,
2: Yeah. And I think like,
0: because I come from like a a background of poetry, right? Like I went to school for, I went to poet school and philosopher school. Wow. (laughs) um, Totally useless degrees is where it's at for me. Um, (laughs) But, you know, so those those books of the Bible that are really kind of like poetic that is tends to be what really like gets me, you know? Yeah. Um, but I love the Gospels, too. You know, I read the Gospel of John um, recently for the first time in a really long time. And I was like, particularly, I read it before Easter, before even like the lead up to Easter. But um, when I was rereading it, specifically the passage where, you know, the women um, go to the tomb, I was just like in complete Tears, like just oh, yeah. like losing my mind in tears. And I was like, what is happening to me? I think I texted, I texted my my family member who is really Catholic, and he was like, the Holy Spirit is moving through. <laughs> and I was like, awesome! I'm very <laughs> sad. Um very sad. But yeah, no, I like um I think there's there's so much in the Gospels
2: mm-hmm. that
0: feels like perhaps animated and alive more um viscerally to me. Yeah. So there's that. Uh,
1: yeah yeah i know what you mean yeah there's there's a uh, yeah all of them and not just yeah that including the gospel of john but um yeah I, n- I know exactly what you mean it's like the the text is still living and still mm-hmm. speaking it's very strange yeah mm-hmm. very, very cool the same one yeah yes. i usually i think the part that would make me makes me cry more is the um when she breaks the oil on his feet mm. i don't know why that one always gets to me too yeah yeah but.
0: yeah did you ever did you ever watch the passion of the Christ? that like Mel Gibson one yeah
1: yeah that 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 gets me I'll do start crying on that
2: yeah
0: I watched that when it came out in theaters and I watched it twice for some reason in theaters I do like <laughs> for someone who like allegedly has not been Christian really like I'm like I'm doing a lot of Christian things I don't know but um <clears throat> I watched it with a with a church group to a, a church that I didn't belong to but I like went to their screening and then I watched it just with like generic off the street folk who went to see it and I just remember being so um so viscerally moved by that and I think moved by like the humanness of God I think until I saw the passion of the Christ I hadn't spent a lot of time contemplating the humanity of Jesus and it just hit me like a ton of bricks yeah I was like whoa yeah
2: um
0: I was real shaken by that for like a long time I think you know I mean of course because you're seeing it visually and that's going to hit you in a, a different way but you know Mel Gibson's got a lot of problems he's not a not a perfect human being but um
1: yeah but that movie he did a great job it was yeah, yeah it's intense it's one I mean I can't I think I've seen it twice as well and I don't think I could watch it yeah. very often but it sticks it sticks with me the part I think that got me date. the most. It's not a
0: date movie, is it? Yeah. You're not someone over and go. I'm going to slap on the fashion of the Christ. Are you ready? Maybe.
1: Yeah, I know. Not even. I don't even think. I don't even do it once a year. For like, I know some yeah. people do that for like Easter, and I'm like, I, I don't think I can. But,
0: mm-hmm. I cut yeah. you off there. What you were saying? What part got you? I think.
1: Oh no. The oh the part that I think, I think when I saw it, I saw it first in theaters, and it was with like a bunch of high school friends because we went like as a because I went to. A, uh first year of high school i went to a public school then i got put in a christian school because i was gothic so <laughs> so it was uh the christian did it, hear like... you?
0: did it cure you of your of your Gothic? yeah
1: well we're no, in camel That's yeah good. so um but yeah so we went as like a field trip sort of thing and so but the part where um he's carrying his cross and he falls and Mary yep. has the flashback yep,
2: to him dude, as a child that's yeah. when I
1: just started crying I was like I couldn't hold it house. Like, like even
0: no. thinking about that now because that's the part that really got me too I was just like damn Mel Gibson you're 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 twisting the knife <laughs> dude like oh. yeah yeah
2: it's that's oof, oof, oof.
1: yeah that was intense
2: mm-hmm.
1: yep oh so I can let you go here I mean we've been going for a while or unless you want to keep talking I'm so I'm, I I'm easy,
0: dude, like, oh, okay. if right. you have further questions, or okay. if you want to shoot the breeze. So what,
1: your your um, poetry stuff, what do you do with that, exactly? You just, um, just for fun, sort of, now, or is that something no, you want I to do mean, for a job?
0: So it's a, it's a, that's a, it turns out, much to everyone's shock, I'm sure, but um, being a poet is not a great career, <laughs> poet, turns out, um, if you're, if you're going to like do things with poetry, particularly in this country, you kind of have two choices and it's either, either you're so phenomenally good and well connected that you, um, you know, become poet laureate and win a bunch of like high tier prizes and somehow become a millionaire that way, which is unlikely, or you go become an English teacher. And that's really what most working poets in this country will do. They write their books, they publish their poems, but they're also usually teaching in, you know, a master's program or something like that. And I realized pretty early on that teaching was not for me, not because I don't like teaching, actually, I quite enjoy teaching. I love students. I love interacting with like young people and all of that young people. I'm like a, you know, geriatric young people, but um, I, it pays terribly, you know, like teachers are some of the most like undervalued, underpaid, folk in this country it's very tragic um and I just I didn't I couldn't see myself participating in academia in that way in a ongoing basis so in terms of what I do with poetry now um I write it usually I just put it on Instagram because I can't be bothered trying to get it published um I've had a lot of poetry published over the years and I've won some prizes and stuff but it's a whole um it's a whole full-time job in and of itself like going through the motions of submitting work and submitting to competitions and like staying on top of that. And so I'm getting kind of back into doing that. I'm trying to like force myself to get back on that roller coaster, but really as long as as long as I'm able to write stuff that maybe a few people read and it is meaningful to them, like yeah. that's enough, that's enough for me at yeah. this point.
1: Could you co- take your collection and make your own book or something? Totally. Yeah, be, yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: I have like a short chat book that came out a couple of years ago with a small press um, okay. and I may go down the road of like trying to get something published again or like you said, I mean, self-publishing is totally accessible yeah. these days. It's much easier than it used yeah, to be. Yeah, you
1: can do it through Amazon. Yeah, absolutely.
0: Easily. Yeah, absolutely. So I may do, yeah. we'll see. Got to write yeah. some some new stuff first. Um, yeah. After I finished my degree, I kind of didn't really write anything for quite a while. I was pretty burned out on producing work, but I'm yeah. getting back getting back on in the saddle yeah. on the horse.
1: Yeah. Do you have a favorite poet or poetry that you like reading?
0: Yeah, I love uh, W.B. Yeats, the uh, the Irish Irish okay. nationalist poet from the early 19th century, I want to say, was Yeats. Um, his stuff's great. He does a lot of uh, work that touches on mythology, but also work that kind of grapples with the concept of divinity and God. And he's, he's dope. Love him. And That's there's cool. a lot of a lot of contemporary poets I love too, but Yeats yeah. is, this is my guy, my That's boo. cool, yeah. that's
1: cool. I don't think, I don't know if I've, I've probably read some at some point, but I don't, I don't know if I'm, not have never. You
0: probably would have, but like he's, he's, he's of that like kind of old timey generation. I think, you know, when people are studying poetry in school, probably in America, you're probably reading more like of your Walt Whitmans and your John mm-hmm. Berrymans and stuff like that, you know?
1: Yeah, yeah have know. you heard of william blake at all
2: yeah yeah I love okay
1: mm-hmm. i haven't i haven't read much because i haven't read a whole lot of poetry throughout my life um but i i do have a book i think i just got a book not too long ago of his poetry but i haven't read a whole lot of i read a few of them but
0: he's yeah. great he's another one who i think like grapples with a lot of those metaphysical questions which is kind of cool
1: that's what it sounded like when i heard people talking about him and it it sounded yeah. like he was kind of misunderstood too in his time but i don't know if that's mm-hmm. true or not yeah
0: I feel like that's just a natural condition for poets. Like, I yeah, feel like, you know, to be one, you gotta be a little bit misunderstood. And you no know? one cares
1: about you till you're dead or something.
0: Right, right. You're like, I'm just gonna slave away. And 200 I, like,
1: years later, they're like, what is this? Oh, this is pretty perfect.
0: This is this is good, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. You're like decaying in a swamp somewhere. I don't yeah. know. Life's yeah. weird. Life's
1: so strange. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah so I don't, oh yeah there was another thing I was gonna ask you what do you have a favorite um Disney movie
0: oh a favorite Disney movie that's a good question um <clears throat> you know I feel like this is kind of a trite answer probably I've really not kept up with like Disney like I haven't seen anything meaningfully that like was produced recently really oh, yeah, I don't
1: know that yeah I haven't seen a whole lot lately I
0: feel like I should watch Encanto we're talking about
1: classics Encanto is actually pretty good I have have three nieces and uh I'm sorry two nieces and a nephew and so they watched a couple times but yeah I like that one
2: yeah it looks cute
0: but um I think as far as classics go I was obsessed when I was younger with The Little Mermaid because that was the one that came out when I was really little you know so it's like a cute one but Alice in Wonderland hands down favorite forever Um, that's fun yeah. yeah just the funny. colors and the animation break that one
1: down for me tell me what's what's the meaning behind that one
0: Alice in Wonderland oh yeah. man I mean we could write a whole like thesis dissertation on that couldn't we yeah, yeah. Um, I I love Alice um, and I love the book too and I always have and I think for me you know it's it is the story of grappling with making meaning in a, in a world, you know, if we're taking it as a metaphor, it's grappling with making meaning in a world that like inherently resists meaning as like, as a, as someone who maybe feels like an outsider in that world Um, and the transformation process. To me, it's an underworld story in the same way as like the myth of Persephone is an underworld story. That was a loud crack. Is it another bug? What's happening? Oh, oh my goodness. Hi, June. Oh yeah, yeah, he's making a lot of
1: noise. Get out of here. I love so much for my fort
0: i know well you know
1: it, it's, it's actually worked pretty well so it's
0: a ladder right you like have a ladder yeah
1: you know, like, <laughs> so i was um painting the porch, i had to paint the porch and so i had a ladder up here and then uh i just left it and then i was like oh i'll throw this thing over it and see if that works but yeah
0: i mean you're yeah you're in, like, sitting a under a
1: ladder place. isn't that bad luck or something like that i don't know how that Maybe, works
0: I but don't. you're fine you're divinely protected so okay yeah as long as we keep what's,
1: talking about the Lord. What's yeah.
2: your favorite Disney
1: Disney movie? Oh um it, yeah, it was always Jungle Book growing up. So.
2: Oh yeah. yeah. I, I like
1: it. I like that one. Yeah, I mean I like <laughs> so many of them though. I love Bambi as well, and just.
2: Yeah, I just
0: can't. I can't with Bambi because it's just too upsetting. You
1: know? <laughs> it is. It's so great. Upsetting. Yeah, yeah, and the, there's so little dialogue, and then the little bit that's in there, it's just like, ouch, man. Like his mom dies, and then his dad comes up right after that, and he's just like your mom can't be with you anymore. And you're like, could you say something nicer? Yeah, okay. Like, <laughs>
2: yeah.
0: I know, I, I loved the Lion King when I was little as well. Mm-hmm. Like that was one of my favorites. But again, like these animal deaths, man. Like Disney's got to stop doing us like
2: that. It's <laughs> yeah, too much. these animal deaths. Or, yeah. or do animals.
1: You, do you have another like a uh, favorite film at all or any that's like really you thought were impactful? Besides passion, the passion of fans. Oh well, yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah. Uh,
0: What I feel like I do have an answer to this, but my brain always goes blank when I'm trying to think. Uh, That's fair. (laughs) Um, There's a. (sighs) What do I love? What do I love? There is a. There is a movie that came out in like the early '90s. It's it's kind of like a cult classic, you know. But I like a lot of those like kind of more arty cult classic movies. So there's a movie called Velvet Goldmine that came out. I want to say it was in like the late 90s probably it's kind of about glam rock in the 70s and it's got like this totally badass soundtrack and it's sort of wound into all this like again there's some sort of mythology in there and some it's very aesthetic I love that movie it was Suspiria the horror movie from the 70s which is uh also highly aesthetic um that one's dope Suspiria is great
1: I haven't heard either Um, of those so I
0: mean if you like horror movies at all if you don't like horror movies Suspiria is not for you but if you enjoy yeah. the horror genre it's a great movie it's about I witches don't... in fact okay
1: so- I don't know if I do I don't think I mind horror as much as I do um I don't really like slasher films that much
0: yeah yeah yeah
1: so I, that's the that's the one thing about the passion that kind of gives. is just rough to all watch it's it. yeah 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 Yeah, yeah I don't know why I mean I know it's fake but it's still like oh, it looks real it looks like what it about sucks. you what
0: are, what are your what are your go-to movies
1: um, I, yeah, I don't know. I um so I I always liked Hook. That's probably my one of my favorites. Hook in the Sandlot. Those are just fun. So good. Yeah. Hook
2: is so good. Yeah. The, and
0: um, then, the scene with the um like the weird goo that's food, the food fight scene in Hook.
2: Oh yeah. Just, yeah.
0: It's so iconic, you know.
2: Yeah,
1: yeah. I really right. liked that one a lot. I feel like that one they really kind of understood the Peter Pan story as well. It's just mm-hmm. and then um lately for some reason i've watched the i've this my third time watching it through is the green Knight?
0: i didn't hear such good things but i haven't seen it yet maybe yeah
1: yeah, you should check it out i mean i really liked it when i first watched it i wasn't quite sure what to think of it um but it's just pretty to watch too it just moves kind of slow but then the then i watched it a second time and i was like man i really kind of like this and then this time watching it through i don't know it just keeps growing on me so Mm
0: -hmm.
1: i don't know it's moving up there on my list but
0: yeah no I love movies like that that are like beautiful to watch you know it's like a world that is like beautiful to inhabit or like imaginatively inhabit yeah yeah it's been on my list I gotta I gotta check that
1: out yeah it feels like a fairy tale too it's really kind of yeah yeah, I love that yeah that's 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 good yeah
0: awesome yeah what about books Do you have a book a book that you love oh man they're gonna
1: ask me that I have (laughs) to bring this up I was like trying not to bring this guy up because I'm like I bring him up all the time um George McDonald. Have you heard of him?
0: No, tell me. Okay,
1: he's my he's he's my favorite author. So I I hadn't I when I was younger, I hated reading and I never read anything except Calvin Hobbes till literally like five years ago when I came back and started reading the Bible. So I just I, had, I still haven't read very much um, other than what I was forced to read in school and then the Bible and then but then um he's a fantasy writer. He's like a Scottish fantasy writer. Oh, cool. I think he died the like 1903 or something like that. Wow. But um, his book Fantasties is just probably the best book I've ever read it. I've read it like four times last year because uh, I hadn't heard of him at all. And Then I was, I talked to a friend of mine who she was like sharing her story. Um, and I had known her for a long time, but she had just had a child and she died like on her, the birthing table and stuff. And so she was just staring like her whole traumatic story. And then a guy who listened to it, who I'm friends with now. Um, he said you should give her a book by George mcdonald um oh. I think she'd probably like it. And so i had never heard of the author before. And so oh, I went yeah. to a used bookstore and found like two copies of his book, Fantasties. And I was like, well, I'll just buy one for myself and see what it's about. And as after I read it, I was like, man, there's I gotta just keep reading this. And it's it's good. It's a it's called like a fairy romance or something. It's basically just this walking through fairyland and stuff. But
0: what this yeah. sounds dope. I definitely yeah. have to check this out. You should That's check cool. it
1: out. And he's it's really good. And he's um his theology it's it's really interesting too because i the more i kept studying the bible the more i and i was not familiar with any of george mcdonald's theology either and now i'm starting to get a little more familiar with it because i actually bought a book where i guess he had written some unspoken sermons or something like that and i'm like and it kind of it just lines up with a lot of the way i think i've come to believe in everything as well but he's really he's a really really good writer yeah it's. It's yeah. a, and he well, has right, he yeah. had short stories too if you want I really like the golden key was a and that's like maybe 70 pages long it's a lot shorter and it's a lot easier to read it's very um
0: I'm gonna I'm writing this down so I don't okay. forget because yeah. I will forget I forget yeah.
2: everything my brain is well I would again. I would
1: send you a book I mean that's how much I like him because I, I yeah so since, since then I've read I've read other stuff but I it, he's still my favorite I keep going back to him
0: Yeah I mean that kind of thing is is up my alley you know when I'm when I'm reading fiction for fun it's usually in that vein like more slightly more fantastical but with like a philosophical kind of like thread through it. I mean like I loved C.S. Lewis when I was growing up like the Narnia books and all of that which of course is also like a giant Christian uh, myth. Likewise uh, Lord of the Rings I loved Lord of the Rings when I was growing up.
1: That's cool yeah yeah Yeah, he's He's got a lot of I think I like Lord of the Rings better than the Narnia series maybe personally, but I don't, I don't know. I
0: did They're too. They're both good. I think, I think like it was the world and the stakes were just more interesting to me. I think I think when you look at C.S. Lewis and C.S. Lewis's work, it's a little bit more clearly um, a Christian narrative. Like not that that's a bad thing, yeah. but like Lord of the Rings, it's a bit more expansive, I would say.
2: Yeah worldwide world
0: building okay. wise.
1: World wise yeah, this uh George McDonald. So this is the book that uh I always like I have my book back behind me, but it's fantastic oh, it's with like a, a P, it's like pH and yeah, yeah, yeah. so but um there's a back on on the back it's got C. S. Lewis uh, quote from oh, him. He yeah, says, yeah. I have never concealed the fact that I regarded McDonald as my master. Indeed, I fancy I've never written a book in which I did not quote from him
0: interesting I'm yeah. surprised that I've like never come across this person before I'm like yeah it's weird
1: I hadn't heard of him yeah. either and it supposedly he influenced Tolkien as well and stuff like that so I don't, yeah yeah I don't
0: I'm gonna like immediately
2: go and look that out. That's <laughs> nice. so cool. Yeah. yeah let me know
1: what you think it's fun and know. if you yeah there's uh me and a few other of my friends have been trying to read through this book and we've been like trying to talk about it as we're going through together oh, so that's fun
2: yeah
1: yeah do you have a favorite author
0: um i i like so many you know that it's like a hard one to pin down but i'm really into like um you you have to be so careful who you say this to because a lot of people are like okay so I love <laughs> a- I, I love HP Lovecraft, um, okay. who, you know, obviously very well-known horror and sort of yeah. sci-fi-ish author. You got to be careful who you say that to, because people will be like, Lovecraft was a racist, which is totally true. Lovecraft <laughs> was a racist. Um, my,
1: uh, my cousin Jonah, I think he'd probably like to talk to you. He'd he, I think his is his favorite author as well. So, Lovecraft's
0: nice. great, you know, yeah. um, and was just so hugely influential on the development of like those genres, science fiction, horror. Mm-hmm. Um, so I do love Lovecraft. I also love uh, Jorge Luis Borges, who's like a... He's, Write that one he's, down for me. <laughs> Borges! Borges is great. Um, mostly writes short fiction or wrote short fiction. He's very dead now. Um, but he's... Uh, I don't even know what what genre you would place it at. It's literary fiction, but it's it's in this very sort of um, philosophical, metaphysical space. And he, that sounds fun. yeah, his, his work's how, great. He's, he's Brazilian, I believe, or was Brazilian.
1: How do you spell that? Um,
0: B O R G E N
1: G E N
0: G E S
1: O oh, S Okay. Oh, I see it. Okay. Yeah. Um, All right. Nice. He's great. I'm looking at him right
0: now. Cool. Um, oh. Who else do I like? I what's, don't know.
1: A, what's your favorite stories by him? Um,
0: or... One that I first read that had a really big impact on me is called Blue Tigers. Okay. Blue Tigers is great. And that's probably, you can probably find that online for free because his work has to be in the public domain at this point, I would think.
1: Yeah, I don't know. I probably need a copy. It helps me if I read it and I, I'll usually a, take a highlighter to it. I'm yes, probably uh, probably frowned upon you. by a lot of people, but it, I think it just causes me to focus more. Is I'm that that's. You're the same way.
0: Can I, can I ask a, like a slightly personal question? Are you yeah. like, do you deal with like ADD at all and stuff like that?
1: I don't know. I, I'd never been tested or anything. So sometimes I'm, um, sometimes it feels like I do, but I don't right. know. It's yeah. Like even, history. even reading the scriptures, like I, the reason I never really, one of the reasons I never read growing up is because I just had terrible reading comprehension. And so mm-hmm. I could read a page and not even remember what I read at all.
2: Mm-hmm. And so
1: then when I started reading the Bible, I would go out to this big park area with my dogs and I just walk in circles and I still do that I go out there and just walk in circles and read my bible and just so, but it's for some reason being up and walking I think helps me as well so I that's don't know a if different. that's an ADD thing yeah. I have no idea but
0: yeah I don't know yeah for me if I highlight text it is definitely easier to like focus on focus, it um, yeah. and in fact like when I'm reading the bible I'm usually reading it on my phone like on an app just cuz it's for some reason that's easier for me than a physical
2: maybe i just way. haven't
0: found the right physical bible that's definitely yeah. possible. i don't you know yeah. write, recommend me in the comments people what's what's a good physical <laughs> bible all the ones i have are teeny tiny text and i'm like oh, this is not gonna work, it's not work. You know?
1: yeah you wouldn't like mine that mine's like a, it's pocket
2: size <laughs> yeah, and that's the, what the I've text got. is really small that's what
0: I've got. and like yeah. uh you know i will read from it and particularly if i'm just trying to do like a flip through but i find that if i'm really trying to like read from beginning to end a particular book in the bible i gotta do it on the app because otherwise, yeah. it's just like
1: it's yeah yeah well do you ever listen to it as well
0: no i never have
1: okay i do that sometimes too i'll just listen hmm. to it um i have a i found it at another used bookstore but it was a cd set of james earl jones reading the, oh
2: wow yeah
1: the new testament so yeah it's fun that's
2: cool i like yeah, that. I
1: can, yeah i can send you the files if you want i mean that's, that'd be great i, but, yeah. I think
0: Audio books are a life hack, you know, for real, real, like yeah. anything, anything spoken. Cause I'm a podcast fiend, you know, I listen to podcasts all day, every day.
1: Yeah. Do you ever read, do you read out loud when you do it? Is this a personal question? I
0: don't know. Okay. Um,
1: I do that as well. Cause I, for some reason that helps me also. I'll,
0: yeah. I probably that sound like, weirdo. that's no, that seems like it would be really effective for scripture, particularly like the, just the act of like verbalizing as you read.
2: Might mm-hmm.
0: Might have to try that.
2: Hmm.
1: Yeah, like I was doing that today when I was out walking and reading scripture, and I was walking yeah. by people, and I'm like, they probably think I'm crazy, but I'm just reading out loud to myself. Just,
0: You're like, I'm not crazy. I'm just connected. That's Yeah, that it,
1: yeah it helps me. Uh, yeah, I don't know what it, it helps me remember or something. Uh, yeah, yeah, I don't know. It's,
0: yeah, I love that. I love that. Do you find that you memorize stuff a lot as well?
1: Um, I don't know, uh, like intentionally or just from doing like that.
0: I guess by accident. Do you feel like the act of like reading it out loud has me- meant that you've internalized some stuff, memorized some stuff?
1: Yeah, it's really it's really kind of interesting because <laughs> there's some stuff where I mean, I don't know that I've ever really done it intentionally. For a while, I read the Song of Songs, Song of Solomon, whatever one, either one. Um, I read that did kind of the same thing that I did with Ecclesiastes. I read that every day for a while and that I got to where I could almost quote a lot of yeah. that. not really even being intentional just because I was doing it every day yeah and so that was kind of more I think memorization but another thing I found that's kind of weird is I'll just read and sometimes I'll even read and it'll be like I'm just scanning the page and it feels like nothing's going in but I'll just keep reading out loud and I won't even remember necessarily what I read but then it's just like uh weird, it'll just pop up later it's it's really weird and I'll try to remember something and I just like I won't be able to come up with a scripture but then if I get in conversation with people it's like it'll just like it gets in there then it just comes up and yeah that's
0: cool I like that yeah
1: have you had that happen at all
0: yeah definitely um I mean I think less so with with scripture but um I did a practice over Christmas where I was um as I said you know I was kind of winding my way back into Catholicism at the time and so I was doing like a rosary practice every day mm-hmm. for 40 days yeah and part of that for me because I was doing kind of modified rosary was I was reading um text from like a a book as well and like these particular passages from text, and I was reading them out loud and I found at the end of that 40 days just like without even meaning to memorize stuff uh yeah huge passages of that were definitely like in there by the end. Fun. you know yeah, yeah that's really fun. cool i like to memorize stuff too like i did a lot of theater in high school so that um, yeah i just stopped when i quit high school i was like this Get is back
1: awesome. into it, it.
0: <laughs> podcasting will be the, the beginning of any <laughs> theatrics i think yeah but you what know did,
1: what kind of theater was it just like just normal just, acting or i
0: was into all of it musicals you know? like, yeah i did
2: musicals really? nice.
0: yeah I did musicals i did um theater sports which is basically just like improv i did um you know more serious plays like any any opportunity to like be on a stage and inhabit a character i was there i was
2: that's so, fun yeah <laughs> nice, i
0: thought, I thought it's what i wanted to do with my life i was like i'm gonna go to drama school and i'm gonna be an actor
1: yeah didn't, didn't happen okay. do you that's have a, did you have a favorite play that you did
0: Hmm. I really liked uh, we did the glass menagerie by Tennessee Williams. I was really a big fan of that. I had to play the boy because I had short hair at the time. And I
1: went
2: to an <laughs> had to school.
1: play the boy.
0: You know, I was it was only women in my school. <laughs> it, so they were forced like, me. you've got the short hair, you're the boy. So it
1: was, <laughs> nice. It
0: works. You know, had to f- smoke a cigarette on stage. That was very exciting. <gasps> did I was you 14, really? I was 14. I was like, this is cool. I'm a But you actually you-. smoked it. Well, yeah. I mean, I think, I can't remember if it was a real cigarette. It kind of been a real cigarette. That kind of happened. Surely not. Maybe it was like some kind of stage Was cigarette. this when know. you
1: were overseas?
0: Yeah. This is okay. Mm-hmm. So, they,
1: so they, in Australia, they give you cigarettes. Yeah. Yeah. They're like, yeah. you're
0: 14. Nice. For a cigarette. Yeah. At there you school. go. Why not? The teachers <laughs> are just handing them out. <laughs> yeah,
2: yeah. That's fine. No, it
0: was great though. I, you know, I have a lot of happy memories from, from doing that. I think it, it is great for building confidence if you're like a young person getting out there and just Yeah. Getting in front of a huge audience of people and do it. We did Midsummer Night Stream. I got to be a goblin. That was a lot of fun.
2: That's cool. <laughs> that's fun. Yeah.
0: Yeah. It was good times. Good times. But then do I you, kind of just decided writing instead and now that's what I do.
2: Yeah.
1: Do you write uh, like strictly poetry or do you write other?
0: No, no, I write short stories. I've like oh, wow. been working on a novel and working really? on like a nonfiction book. Yeah. You
2: got like any teasers?
0: Of... Ooh. Um, I'm like thinking I'm gonna write some kind of like fairy romance novel, maybe. Yeah. That's like that's so I really should read the book that you recommended to get yeah, some yeah. Ideas, you know, like I can grift from
1: uh no i would never but um it's no you i mean you should (laughs) it's it's weird it it gets it's one of those books i think that does do that too it gets in you as well because he the way he writes it's like um everything's kind of interconnected and so it's Mm -hmm. like there's little patterns underneath it that i think you get yeah get into into you and it'll probably come out
0: Oh, I'm so excited! Definitely, yeah. I'm definitely. I don't know. I'm probably
1: talking it up too much now. You'll no, probably pick it up mind. and be like, "What is this? This is nonsense."
0: No, yeah. I'm super excited. I like. I actually got out of the habit of reading fiction, um, and I think a lot of that again was grad school. Like, I was so in the poetry space, yeah. Um, and then of course reading like academic stuff for school. Um, that I just neglected reading a lot of fiction, and I love it. And I was a huge reader as a kid. I would read like anything and everything but I've sort of fallen out of the habit and it's harder to concentrate on now. So I'm trying to get back into it.
2: Yeah, yeah. But do now you, you know a...
0: you got a smartphone in your hand all the time. So it's like distracting, you know? Yeah,
1: yeah, it really is. <laughs> so, do you have a favorite um, Lovecraft story
0: Ooh. that you'd recommend? Um, I actually love, there's, there's a series of Lovecraft stories uh, like within his big mythos called the dream cycle. And they're okay. all kind of interconnected. They're, they're stories about sort of this, this world that exists beyond the, uh, beyond the wall of sleep be in, in the dream lands. Uh, and I love all the stories in the dream cycle, but there's particularly a, a poem actually, like a short poem called "Celephay" or Salifias. Uh It's C-E-L-E-P-H-A-I-S. And that is uh, short and beautiful. And um, I love it.
2: all right i'll check it out
0: yeah let's let's let's, we'll hit each other back up in like a couple weeks and be like
1: yeah now i got homework yeah yeah
0: right yeah Yeah. and and now i have to go read ecclesiastes too because yeah don't get sad don't get sad
1: (laughs) a lot of people get sad about it
0: oh that's okay i'm sad all the time so it's like no no change you know again it's the nature of being a poet you got to be sad yeah
1: yeah yeah Yeah, that's true that's true It's the condition yeah yeah so um do you uh this is kind of this might be kind of a weird question, but and I haven't asked too many people this, but um if you had like one Bible character you could meet, do you think Ooh. have you thought of that before or no?
0: You know Besides
1: Jesus,
2: he can't right,
0: like that'd be answer, right? You know, I don't I don't know, and I think I don't know because I don't I haven't yet gone like deep enough into the Bible to really like have yeah. an informed stance, but I will say, um and this is so cheesy, so, like, no one is allowed to laugh at me. I will know. I'm psychic. I'll know if you're laughing, and I'll be mad, um, but I do love musical theater, and as a result, I did love so much Joseph and the Amazing Technicolor Dreamcoat as a child. It's a banger. Don't know. Yeah. Um, and, you know, I'm really obsessed with with dreams and and, mm-hmm. and dream stuff. Like, that's a huge part of who I am as a person, so I have to say, like, think meeting joseph would be pretty dope um you know yeah i, I think that would be cool um daniel also definitely yeah. some questions for daniel but uh, yeah, i'm not like super well informed so
2: yeah you
0: know. how about you joseph's what's, joseph's what's your, good what's
1: your I, there? The, okay the way <laughs> this one's gonna be a weird answer this is i don't i don't know why this always stood out to me it's gonna sound probably cheesy and stupid too but um the there's this part when he's talking about Rachel and Leah, you know, where um, Mary's, is it eyes? no, it's not, it's Jacob, yeah, Jacob marries Rachel and Leah, and it says, that there's one part, and it says, uh, Leah's eyes were delicate, but Rachel is beautiful in form and appearance, so I don't know why that always stood out to me, that her eyes were delicate, and I was like, man, I just want to, like, know what that means, it's always, so I'd really like to meet her, just to, because I know that means beyond just some physical thing, and it's just interesting, interesting that 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 would be written down in the scripture. That that's the thing you note about this person. That her eyes were at, at least my translation says delicate. I don't know what the other ones say, but
0: that's fascinating. Yeah, what what do you what do you suppose that could mean beyond like a physical situation? Um,
1: I'm not. I think just uh, what always gets me and I you know it'll actually bring me a tear sometimes is I just feel like I just spent a lot of my time just in absolute blindness. From just, just not being aware, not knowing, and just sitting in darkness, and so the just the aspect of actually seeing things and seeing things spiritually, and uh, they, in the Book of Revelation, and when it talks about these weird little creatures that run around the throne, it says they're full of eyes all around and within, and so just that the aspect of just being watchful and seeing, and so I think it maybe to me it's always kind of when I read it, it kind of made me think of something like that. Like she has just these humble eyes that are delicate mm-hmm. and fair and that are just uh, willing to, or willing and capable of seeing things that uh, the prideful eye can't see or something wow. like that. Maybe. Yeah. I don't know.
0: I love that. That's so, that's, yeah, so it
1: sounds weird, I guess, but I, I don't know it. why that, that always stood out to me. And I just thought, man, if I get to heaven whatever that looks like, you know, whatever our preconceived ideas of it, just like to meet all those uh those people in the bible or heroes of the faith or whatever i was like it'd just be cool to see her for some reason oh, i just yeah, always thought that would be neat
0: but yeah i love that what also what a beautiful way to put it you know like to say that someone has delicate eyes like that's just a very lovely phrase you know? yeah
1: yeah yeah um, and well, i so i've heard like someone some other christian made a joke one time that like uh basically what did he say um that no, oh, that basically that was God's way of saying she had a nice personality, and I was like, yeah, "That's so mean."
2: Damn. It's
1: like Rachel was pretty, uh, and she had uh, pretty eyes,
2: but. Uh, yeah, I, yeah like, you no,
0: know, I, I I read a meme about that the other day, not to do with the Bible, but like a meme that was like, "If anyone's ever said that you have beautiful eyes, it's because you're ugly." And I was
2: <laughs> like, <that's
0: damn>. so... <laughs> All yeah, right. That's been... Ouch.
1: Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, so that as always someone comes
2: to... been,
0: as someone who's been told that before, I'm like, damn, t- I'm taking this personally. <laughs> Yikes,
1: you know. So, have you what what have you read so far in the Bible, if you mind me asking?
0: Um, so initially, my plan, right? Like, I I started like a TikTok series about this, and I've stopped doing the TikTok series because, full disclosure, I think when I started my like let's read the Bible adventure, um. I was just kind of being an ass about it. Like not deliberately. I didn't think I was being an ass, you know, but <laughs> I think I was being like way cocky. I was like, I'm going to read the Bible. And for some reason, people will find my like dumbass thoughts about it really interesting. What, like how arrogant do you have to be, you know? And no, so I,
1: I mean, will- I think that's legit. <laughs> I would. I would love to hear your thoughts on it. Like I think everybody, because I think everybody sees it, um, like everybody sees different things in it. And I think that's can, totally, yeah. I think and different that's things totally, get highlighted, different people, and yeah.
2: I think
0: that's totally true, but I. Think but I get what me, you're
1: saying, though. I don't. Right. So, I think like I
0: think in I think <laughs> in like complete honesty, I really. Th- I, why did I think this? Like it, this is only a couple of months ago, and I'm looking back on myself, and I'm like, oh no, oh god. Um, but I really <laughs> thought that like my three-year undergraduate religion degree, philosophy degree, like somehow made me some like weird authority and I was gonna be able to speak about any of this with like any sense of like knowledge or wisdom, idiocy. But anyway, so that's like that's <laughs> where You're being I'm... too
1: hard on yourself.
0: Oh Lord. <laughs> but um so I the plan initially was to read it literally from beginning to end and to start <laughs> with Genesis and to go right through to the end of the Bible. And I started off that way and then multiple people I you know t- to be totally fair people on the internet were way more receptive to this project than I thought they would be. Because again, most of my community, most of my like 11,000 Instagram followers are are witches and like people in the occult community. So I thought people were going to be freaked out by this, but way more people than I thought were like, this is very cool. You totally should do this. But I also got a lot of advice thrown at me. And one of the things that I heard over and over again totally fair It was like what are you doing it don't don't read it beginning to end like that's not how <laughs> we go about this and i was like what do you mean that's not how you go about this like my brain requires rigid structure and if it doesn't have rigid structure <laughs> i won't do it and they were like no you can't it's, it's all wrong don't do that um and so a couple of people recommended that i do um that i listen to the bible in a day podcast which is a catholic podcast But they have like a particular reading plan that they do, and they read a particular section of scripture every day, um, sometimes from kind of different parts in the Bible, and you, you read along with them, and then by the end of the year you've done the whole thing. So I started that for a bit too, and that was like it's great, and I actually really enjoy the podcast, but I was not keeping up with it. And then this friend of mine, um, David, was like, "Read the Gospel of John," and I was like, "But I, but I have a whole plan, and I'm reading beginning to end." And he was like, "Just read the Gospel of John. Would you just do that?" And I was like, "Fine." Um, and so then, so I read the Gospel of John. Still haven't finished Genesis, man. I'm slogging through it. It's, I don't know what it's it is a long about book, this. yeah, <laughs> dude. I I've
1: it's so it's so packed full of stuff too i mean yeah. it is just the, the depths like, that of it's is just it? yeah yeah when you read it the first time you just kind of read it i remember reading it and thinking like what the hell is going on here like i read genesis i'm like is that all you could say like this is the creation of the world and you but then the more i read it i'm like the more i dig out of it it's just crazy totally. and it's really like laying out i feel like foundational things absolutely that, yeah and so, so I, it's, I, it's I hard
0: need, i need to get back on that but like you said it is very dense and i think yeah. like, like I forgot, you know, from being a child and like occasionally going to Bible study and stuff, I had forgotten how many of those like children's Bible stories are from Genesis and it's just from yeah. Genesis, you know? So I got a little bit bogged down, in Genesis. <laughs> didn't, didn't finish yet. Um,
1: Did you get to Joseph?
0: I didn't, I didn't even make it to Joseph. Oh, okay. What am I doing? Well, just skip
1: ahead, just skip
0: <laughs> Skip to the end. Um, yeah. But then, so yeah, I read Gospel of John. Still working through Genesis. Um, I think I reread Song of Songs because I had read that all the way through before, and I just think it's very beautiful. I think I'm just dipping in and out of Psalms. Um, mm-hmm. Read all of Romans. Yeah. Because that was my friend's suggestion next. I was like, I finished the Gospel of John. He was like, now you got to read Romans. I was like, all right. And then he was like, now you got to read Corinthians. So now I'm making my way through Corinthians. <laughs> so, you know. Yeah. Um, so That's- I've just been kind of bouncing around and and yeah. taking people's recommendations when they when they hit me with them. You know. So. Now yeah. you've recommended things. What, what would you suggest to like somebody who is like reintroduced- I didn't
1: recommend things? it. I just said it was my favorite, but I do like <laughs> Ecclesiastes.
0: Yes. What, like for, for someone like myself, you know, what what would your tailored recommendation be?
1: Um, I don't know. I mean, it sounds like you're doing a great job. Just, uh, I would say, I would always tell people just read where they feel like, where they're just, I guess, uh, but maybe that's me just kind of go off the intuition. But I feel like a lot of people will usually refer- people the gospel of john first off and i don't really know why i mean i guess
0: why do you think that is like what i don't know
1: because honestly i was talking to my friend mitch about this the other day and i was like that book confuses me so bad like (laughs) i think it's just me personally but it's it's i I love it and i think it's got the really key verses and parts of it that are very um maybe essential to a lot of the christian faith or christian beliefs um that but uh there's just some stuff. And so I think it's this style that John writes in where I'm just like, what is he saying? Like, what is what is going on here? But uh right. But I, I I'm not sure why people do that. Because there's other ones like James. I feel like the book of James is very just kind of blunt and flat and just like here's here's the Christian faith, here's certain beliefs. So I'm like, I don't know why people don't really refer people to James more than John, but maybe I don't know, because I guess there's some there's something just magical about the book of John too, though it's just like it's got right. Jesus, it's got all of it yeah, right.
0: It's, it's it's good, everything, yeah. everything's in there. Yeah. One of the classes that I took in undergrad um that I remember way less of than I should have, but um one of the assignments we had to do was comparing the gospels, like compare contrast as as literature, like compare the gospels. And I think I don't remember. It's probably on my hard drive somewhere, uh this terrible paper that I cram wrote in like 24 hours and did a bad job of. But I think I was comparing I was comparing two of the gospels, who even knows which ones they were, but, um, it was interesting to like, look at them side by side and look at like, what, how does the writing style change? What is included and what is like not included by different apostles, you know, or disciples. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's, it's, it's fascinating. You know, the Bible is a fascinating text. There's so much in there, Mm -hmm. um, spiritually, but also in terms of literature and also in terms of history and, you know,
1: Yeah. yeah. Yeah yeah and they can be read so many different ways too just like you can read it like you said historically poetically all these things yeah
2: mm-hmm.
1: uh parabolically i used that yeah. word before. is that a word yeah yeah Yeah, that's
2: yeah a word. Th-
1: yeah there's this part where um jesus says that where he's actually given the parables and I, that's one part that always starts me too is he says uh um, it makes some comment it says he spoke to them in parables and without a parable he did not speak to them and for some reason my mind when I read that I took that to apply that to everything mm-hmm. which hasn't really steered me wrong yet but I know it's in context it's speaking about just him probably talking about those parables in that passage but um so far reading it that way seems to actually be helpful like um mm-hmm. even going even back to Genesis a lot of the stuff written like it makes more sense almost if it's written as uh not just a parable or not just a metaphor, but like something true, but it also applies as a parable
2: or can map yeah, onto yeah. other things. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. No, I think that's I think that's really interesting and really valid. I mean, it's interesting because I've something I had never really been introduced to prior to, you know, the past year probably is the more like literal biblical interpretations. And again, I think some of that is because I had never moved in protestant circles and certainly i mean i you know i hate to say it because i'm not an expert and i don't know that this is peculiar to american protestantism but it does kind of seem to be this like very literal interpretation of the bible you know yeah yeah um,
1: that, that's and, a lot of my complaint with it sometimes but yeah yeah
0: but it's fascinating at the same time because i had just never spoken meaningfully to people who did read the Bible that way, you know, like, I think the kind of Christianity that I grew up around was much more like everything is kind of a metaphor. And like, it's not literal, and it's not supposed to be literal. And so speaking to people who hold that different view has been fascinating, you know, like, really, really interesting to um, yeah. encounter that kind of rhetoric. Um, yeah, yeah, I don't I don't know how I feel about it personally. But
1: yeah, it gets it gets tricky because there's some parts where I really enjoy it. I mean, I kind of enjoy all of it, like even when it comes to the whole six day creation thing, like that's when it gets a little tricky. But then there's some people that are very they really, really take it at six days. And the part of me just likes that. I'm just like, yeah, why, why not? I mean, that's the way a child would read it. You tell a child the story, they'd, they'd be like, yeah, it's six days. And then I'm like, I don't know. There's a part of me that likes that very literal reading. But then there's other parts where I I really I don't know i don't like when people stop there i guess yeah the like
2: they
1: yeah if if i do think things kind of needed that's a good perspective to have but i like that uh it can be literal and symbolic and metaphorical at the same time or whatever and
2: right and some I mean,
1: some of it though i don't know how you make literal like some of the stuff in revelation i'm like is there a dragon is there really a great fiery well, red dragon is. i mean i don't know that would be cool from,
0: i come from a witchcraft background i'm like dragons all right i can <laughs> yeah, yeah i can i can get behind it you know yeah, like yeah um in in some ways in an apocalyptic scenario a literal dragon you know
1: that'd be pretty cool
0: might in a weird way be easier to deal with you know than some like (laughs) metaphorical dragon you know then you fall into the dragon is a politician and that's a really
1: good way yeah that's a really good way to put it too (laughs) like that it is it is easier to to deal with than a metaphorical one that's one thing i think that got that would get me in the past too is I'd i'd be reading it and i'd be like okay if it is literal I'm probably not going to miss it if it like, when it comes to pass. If it's right. a literal dragon, I'm, I'll probably see it. But if right. it is metaphorical, I'm like, well then.
0: It'll be on the news. I feel like if it's metaphorical, <laughs> um, you know, th- th- in a in a weird way, that becomes more of like a, more dangerous because then, you know, you do have all of these people in in fringe cults who are like, no, the apocalypse is happening right now. And it's yeah. like, the dragon is this specific person. And I'm like, is it though? Yeah. Or, you know, Ooh, I don't yeah. know. But I don't know. Yeah. I don't know anything, honestly. Like I, I <laughs>
1: that's how I feel all the time too. I
0: yeah. know nothing. Yeah, I'm just I'm along for the ride, and I'm doing my best. <laughs> yeah. Oh
1: Lord. So, do you have a a certain part like you're you're thinking about reading next, or you're drawing to you next, or?
0: Um, you know, I've been slacking a little bit. Full disclosure. Um, <laughs> and- <laughs>
1: I'm not.
0: I'm not like trying
2: to force you into no, it. Or- no, no. <laughs> okay. Just, okay. Just I'm just curious.
0: Just, like getting me back in the zone. <laughs> I don't think I finished Corinthians, maybe I did. Um, I need to finish Corinthians. And then a couple of pe- you, yourself, and then a couple other people had mentioned Ecclesiastes actually. So I'll probably go there next. Um, and then Ephesians was mentioned to me too. So I thought about like diving in there. Um, and then I'm not sure, you know, like part of me really wants to read Revelation actually, but I but yeah. I also feel like that's sort of like, Feels like jumping to the end prematurely i feel like i have to work my way up there
1: yeah you know? yeah it seems to be like but and this maybe just maybe just personally i don't know revelation seems to be like a a collection of all the scriptures like he john seems to be pulling out different ideas or patterns throughout the whole thing i mean i think you would enjoy it, it terrified me as a child I hated oh i it. bet oh yeah. my god but then uh there's but now reading it, it's like one of my favorite books because I feel like it's just rich with like symbolism and uh, not that I understand it at all. Like it's one of those I read and like sometimes I just got to shut my head off because I'm trying to think about it too much or like make something out of it. And I gotta how slow would you, down.
0: How would you describe the book of Revelation? Like is it is it supposed to be a book of prophecy? Like that is it basically, right?
1: Yeah. So I, I, my friend, another friend of mine, Craig, I was talking to him the other day and I used this term and I didn't even realize it was a weird term necessarily till he asked me about it later but i, I said something about like a prophetic pattern
2: mm-hmm.
1: and so i feel like but i used it in a way like almost like like we say history repeats itself So it's like mm-hmm. a lot of just stories end up being mm-hmm. prophetic patterns because they're just mm-hmm. patterns of reality how things work so i think revelation right. is kind of to me it seems that to be written in that way like even when you talk about like the antichrist or the beast like I think in one of the Gospels of John, not the not the Gospel of John. Sorry, one of the Epistles of John. He says like there's an Antichrist, but he says there's also many many Antichrists. Yeah,
2: yeah. So yeah. I think
1: it's kind of the same thing in Revelation. Like I'll say the the like the, this beast or whatever it could be like you said it's metaphorical, so it could be this person over here. It could at the same time be this person over here. It's like yeah, whoever
2: yeah.
1: because he use uh, he's just using a Uh, like a title like someone who's acting beastly or something or um and not not in like a uh not not in like i guess um uh sense of like just indulging in passions or something like that but actually um biting and devouring or something and uh, Mm. so you can kind of see that and then there's the harlot who sits on many waters when i was when i you when you always hear about it i think because i was maybe in more protestant circles it almost seems to be more literal and you're looking for a very finite like it's gonna be this person or the harlot's gonna be this or it's gonna be that or the beast is gonna be this 666 it's gonna be a microchip it's gonna be this and it just seems to be like a uh an overarching idea like 666 to me is just because it says it's the number of man and so it seems to me to almost throw back to Genesis, the Tower of Babel, like the Mm. man exalting himself to the throne of God. And so it's kind of this whole inclusive idea. And then when man does that, I think whoever doesn't have the mark of which I to me, I think it's a spiritual mark, but it could be a physical mark, but I'm like, if it's a physical mark, like I said, I don't I don't think I'm gonna miss it. But if it's metaphorical, then yeah. Yeah. So
0: People are getting real wound up on it being like a bill, a bill gates microchip um, yeah
1: yeah which it could say so like it could be because it's, it basically has the ability to exclude uh people from society like they can't buy and right. sell anymore right which kind of right. like we already like which this gets into some which i don't really have much of an opinion on because i just don't follow politics or news enough but i mean yeah, even yeah. with russia that happened recently it was like totally, yeah. they were just cut off from the rest of the world because it was right. like you don't you're doing something we don't agree with which most people don't agree with what they're doing but but yeah them getting cast out so to me revelation i guess all that to say kind of seems to be like just patterns that that can stack onto reality but then i think it's going to ultimately it is a prophetic book in that i think it's going to happen like on a global scale or something yeah it's like even with the antichrist and hitler like hitler was kind of one it a antichrist or something and then yeah but it's gonna i think keep escalating until it happens. That's maybe that's just my like personal like, opinion. In a
2: broad, yeah.
0: like worldwide sense. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, look, I I'll say to like I I have noticed now I'm gonna sound like a crazy person. <laughs> I have noticed in the last couple of years so many more people really grappling with their spirituality in very like intense ways. And a lot more people kind of like coming back to Christianity, people who like you would never imagine would go that direction. Like when I started doing it, so many people came to me privately and they were like, me too, but don't tell anyone, <laughs> They're like, which is kind of wild. Um, and then also, I think we are like seeing on a global scale, some really like whack stuff is going on, you know, mm. like all like it. it I feel like it's an open joke at this point that even people who are not conspiracy theorists and who aren't like alarmist and paranoid, like we're all kind of looking at each other and we're like, what's, what's next? <laughs> like, yeah. What's happening here? So, I mean, I've been joking about it, but like, man, maybe it is the end times. I don't know. Like it's yeah. stuff's pretty whack. Like it would not entirely shock me if we were gearing up for some kind of big, shift and you'll see people in the new age community talking about it as like the big shift or like the great awakening or whatever. Yeah. This is like the same language for the same stuff, Really, right? different yeah. language for the same stuff. Mm-hmm. But I don't yeah. know. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Even if it's not the end of the world, it sure feels like it's the end of something. Like we're coming yeah, into like, a new yeah.
0: It, it's a it's a transition for sure, I would say. Yeah. Um I mean even just the pandemic is it has been a transition. Oh yeah. One state and another state. So yeah. it's patterns like you said it's (laughs) this is not humanity's first rodeo by any means but um
1: yeah well if you read it i mean i would love to hear your thoughts on it i think i think you'd have a good perspective and don't beat yourself up about that
0: (laughs) (laughs) yeah you know like my my little human dummy brain is doing its best with. So what uh, would you
1: get out of John? I'm gonna ask you. What
0: I get out of John? Yeah yeah.
1: Um, what, what are your thoughts on that? Or or Romans? What have you read so far? Which,
2: what do you...
0: you? know, like I think the biggest thing, and this is gonna sound cheesy, probably. I think it's I think it's hard for someone like me, um, particularly not being raised in a very like biblical framework. It is hard for me not to like resist on an intellectual level some of the things that I've come across. And so with John particularly, um, sorry, not John, with Paul particularly.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, <laughs> like there are definitely parts of Romans where I was like, buddy, like <laughs> I don't know. Like my my intellect is like, I don't think so, you know? Yeah. And I was you know, I was talking to a friend about this and I I was like, I don't know, I just don't know about Paul. And he was like, Well, well what was your problem with Paul? <laughs> And I was like, man, Paul is like very caught up on circumcision. I just don't know how I feel about it. Like, I don't think that that doesn't impact me personally. Um, and, you know, he's very smart and very insightful. And he was like, well, you know, what if we don't think of circumcision in a literal sense, but we think of it as like spiritual circumcision. And I was like, okay, all right, you've, you've cracked that open for me like a nut. I see. All right. Like, Wait, but can
1: you say more about that? What is, What does that mean exactly?
0: So, and I probably will do a botched job of this because like again not an expert but um I had been reading those parts of Romans and just sort of feel like you know there's this part of me that's still like such a cynic you know and so like I'm reading it and I'm like damn, Paul's just like real obsessed with wieners. Like, what's that about? Like, can we just like, let it go, Paul? Like, it's fine. Like, That's a quote
1: right there. um, (laughs) Paul's just real obsessed with wieners.
0: Oh man, the (laughs) Christian internet's about to cancel me. But, um, (laughs) you know, and and so I was just like, I was being like in my brain, like riffing about it, you know, and being like, like penis jokes. Um, And then I'm explaining this to my friend.
1: (laughs) I make penis jokes
0: all the time you know, don't we all? Um, and my friend was like, yeah, but like, he's, he's even saying in, in uh, Romans, that like, it's not, it's not about the physical act. It's about like, what, you know, like when you accept Christ into your heart, like that is the like spiritual circumcision and you don't have to go through like the physical act of circumcision as you might've done like in the Jewish tradition, because like embracing Christ and like, you know, following Jesus is like, it's doing that spiritually. And I was like, I was like listening to this and I was like, I'm very stupid and you're really smart. (laughs) I was like, this makes so much sense. Like, oh, good. I see. I see. It's a metaphor. All right. Um, But you know- It's a weird
1: metaphor though.
0: It's a little bit of a weird metaphor. (laughs) You know, I I did not get that. And so I think like as I'm making my way through the Bible, there's going to be a lot more of that where like Mm -hmm. my initial, you know, 21st century- primarily raised liberal, like politically and socially, like those parts of me are going to naturally like rebel against uh, in there, you know, because yeah. there's a lot of stuff in there that comes across as pretty anti-woman and there is a lot of stuff in there that's, um, you know, dated and doesn't, you know, I mean, I'm, I'm always going to have a problem with like the yeah. stuff that comes across as like anti-homosexuality, for example. Yeah. But I think that there, I think it's a humbling experience to read because there's also this in the background, there's this spiritual thread. And yeah, you know, I think straight up, I do think it's the Holy Spirit. And I think like that the where the intellect bucks against certain things, there yeah. is something else working in the background. And that's been the biggest takeaway for me is like how that happens as you're reading. Yeah, And it's kind of blown my mind.
2: Yeah, that's cool. Yeah,
1: yeah. there was this quote one time, I, I can't remember who said, I think it might've been Heidi Baker, I think. I don't know some, I think she was like a minister in Africa, but she said this quote and it was like, sometimes God will offend your mind to get to your heart or
0: something like that. Yeah. Mm, wow. I love that. Yeah. yeah.
2: And I mean, yeah, sometimes, is...
0: sometimes that's the way, right? Because mm-hmm. like, what's going to stop you and make you contemplate better than having that response of like, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. If you're reading something, anything, not even just the Bible, if you're reading something and you're like nodding and agreeing with all of it, like is it really working on you in the way that it needs to? Probably not, you know.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: So I love that. Yeah, offends your mind to uh to to get to your heart. Yeah, yeah. That's dope. I love that.
1: Yeah, that's. I don't know. That's why I was asking you too, though, because that circumcision thing. I'm like, it's just. <laughs> I, there's something about it I don't quite get. I'm like, even if it's just a a metaphor or something, I'm like, I don't understand why that was the sign given. Like, I'm like, oh, like, I got yeah, all the I mean, things. It,
0: it did seem like a weird thing. Yeah, like okay. how does that
1: map onto my heart where I'm like, oh, okay, this this makes sense to me now. I, right. I, I, it, it makes more sense, I think, to read it metaphorically, but I'm like, I'm still like, I don't know. Yeah. I guess Go. I
0: guess when you place it in a historical context, it also makes sense. Oh, okay. Um, potentially like i mean again like not an expert but like when you when you take it as like here's this new church um being built and and this tradition growing up out of the roots of judaism and and trying to separate itself from judaism and so it's kind of like you know well you know jewish people do circumcision but like christ died for your sins so you don't have to do that anymore and you don't yeah. have to mutilate yourselves bodily like i guess that makes sense
2: uh-huh. um
0: in that way but yeah i mean that definitely just like it kind of gave me pause because up until then i was like very much reading the books of the bible that were just like you know we're going to talk about jesus's life and like all these things that jesus said and did and suddenly <laughs> just like this hardcore like yeah. theology about circumcision and i was like well it's kind of blindsided me a little bit honestly like all right yeah, Hell, yeah. He,
1: he comes in guns blazing doesn't he really does. hold back yeah
0: well, paul is uh, you know he's not uh taken any prisoners. He's just like, I have feelings and I have thoughts. I'm going to share them with you. Um, I, I really was intrigued too about, I think it's in Corinthians where he's talking about um, spiritual gifts and he talks about like prophecy and, mm-hmm. and speaking in tongues. And that part really interested me. Like I'm really interested in digging deeper into that from a historical basis, like from a theological basis. So like, what do you...
1: Th- Thoughts on that, if I don't want to ask I mean, I don't I feel like I'm keeping you forever, but I'm no, very I curious. Mean, like speaking in exactly. tongues, do you?
0: Yeah, I mean, like, so <laughs> I have no uh, direct nor indirect experience with speaking in tongues. I've never seen it happen and I have never done it myself. Okay. Um, so I feel like I don't have a personal opinion on the matter, but I just did think it was very interesting that it was like so directly addressed in Corinthians because it mm-hmm. seems like Paul is basically saying, Like you should speak in tongues like he's he kind of seems like he's fully in support of it Mm -hmm. um if i'm reading it correctly like the translation i was reading it kind of seems like he's saying prophecy is good actually like it's good to prophesize and it's particularly good to prophesize because you're going to pull people into the church Mm -hmm. speaking in tongues is also good but you've got to understand people that if you're speaking in tongues other people are going to think you're fucking weird and crazy so like it's fine to do but just don't expect it to convert people that seems to be his argument to me which i thought was it endeared me to Paul. I was like, Paul, you lost me with the circumcision, <laughs> but like, this is, bless you, you're correct. Uh, people yeah. will think it's weird if you're speaking in tongues, but you should do it anyway. But hmm. then, you know, I talked to other Christians and it seems like speaking in tongues is such a fringe practice. You know, it really is only this very small contingent of people yeah. in certain traditions who are doing that. And it seems like the broad Christian community are like, that's kind of weird. And maybe it's demons, we yeah. not going to do it. <laughs> I don't know. Like, and I, that's funny. <laughs> I,
2: asked,
0: I asked my friend about this and I was like, what's your what's your thoughts on that? And he basically was like, Well, I don't know that it's really coming from the Holy Spirit. Like, I it seems like it might be coming from somewhere else. And I was like, that's that's valid. I mean, a big thing in witchcraft is, you know, like certain facets of witchcraft and magic in the occult is what they call like barbarous names. And barbarous names, which pop up in like the Greek magical papyri, which is a super old magical grimoire and text, Um, it sounds a little like speaking in tongues. Like you're basically pronouncing these words that Mm. are just a string of vowels. No one really knows how to pronounce them. And it's all like, you know, Mm -hmm. just like wacky stuff. Um, And then you see like the new age people and they'll, if you go to new age TikTok ever, there's all these people speaking in light languages, which are like channeled alien languages. And they're all like, it sounds like speaking in tongues. Yeah, Yeah, And so, you know, I'm fascinated by all of this. I don't know what to make of it. Um I think there's a fair argument to be made that it may not be coming from the Lord, but um I don't know, mostly I'm just really interested. And I'm interested in what Paul was talking about because Paul yeah. seems to be like giving it the thumbs up. So I don't know, like it's
2: Yeah, it's it's, it's interesting. <laughs> well,
0: I grew I grew up
1: in the in the tongue speaking churches and Did so you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I actually would say that I do. Um but not not off not Uh, the the circles i'm in would say that i don't do it often enough and then i would say like i don't i don't do it often because i don't want to uh i don't want it to be fake and you can kind of i can kind of feel when it's like being forced or something to you know and some people and like so some people would say well you got to pray through that you just keep praying Mm -hmm. until it becomes real or something um but then what what interests me about it as well is because so i had a and my like great it was my, well, so my grandmother's aunt was actually a witch. Um, mm. And she, and I heard from, I heard that she actually used to speak in tongues as well. But to, like, in not a Christian way, she would pray to other spirits in tongues. Yeah. And so it seems, I'm not, I'm not sure what to make of it, like, intellectually, the the concept of speaking in tongues. And I do think it gets perverted and people can do it, like, totally. with anything where it's not actually of the God or not of the Holy Spirit. Right. And then the circles I'm into there was a a thing where um, like the really charismatic circles would say like so there's the baptism into Christianity and then there's the baptism of the Holy Spirit and they would mm-hmm. say you're not baptized by the Holy Spirit unless you speak in tongues and really? I don't agree with yeah and I don't agree with that at all and uh-huh. so there was kind of this thing like that's the evidence of you speaking of you being baptized with the Holy Spirit is you'll start speaking in tongues and yeah. so they'd almost kind of I remember being really little and it kind of felt like that they would just tell you to just start making
2: up words. And Yeah, it was very... I mean, kind of
0: puts a lot of pressure on you really to to essentially make it up. Right. Because otherwise, like, oh, heck, I'm not like properly baptized unless I'm
2: like, yeah,
1: you know, yeah, something. yeah. yeah. And you yeah. and you want it. And I mean, I think there's probably some utility that too, because it literally is just uh, I mean, it's rattling off something that's not in here. So mm-hmm. I think but to me, I think that's kind of the utility of it as well as like that. It, I'm not um, I'm, you're really trying to pray from like an inner place rather than uh. There's a I don't know there's a type of childlikeness to it I think as yeah, well like where you're, you're not, not so really in
0: your head maybe and you're just kind of like channeling it through.
2: I mean yeah,
1: you're really you're focusing trying to focus all your attention on on loving God
2: well, and letting out
1: like, letting something ecstatic, flow out of your mouth
2: right like it's
0: an ecstatic practice essentially yeah like that's what they would say I think in in the parts of the spiritual community that I've been in like it's that direct spiritual experience I mean that's yeah. very appealing to me like I said I've never done it what does it feel like for you when you're doing it
1: um it's yeah. It, I mean it's in, in the parts where like I can tell like I said where I can tell it's actually like real and stuff it's I mean it's very I, I enjoy it I enjoy it a lot and I think I do think it it's it's helpful like I think it's kind of strengthened something inside of me it's it sounds weird to say it I guess but uh I mean, it doesn't, it wouldn't sound weird if I was like saying it at my church or something, but right, you know, it's right. like to other people, I, I get, I get that it sounds weird. Um, and I don't know, it's, um, I would definitely think it's a, I would consider it a great tool, but I don't have, um, so there's also praying in tongues and interpreting, and I've mm-hmm. seen people do this before in churches, like more one, and and you could, totally argue that this is completely made up like anybody can argue this there's really no way to prove it is one person would pray in a tongue and nobody would understand what he's saying because it just sounds like gibberish like it sounds like like a freaking moron but then someone else uh like would hear it and they'd actually hear it in their own language or they'd hear it in english or something and so then they'd give the interpretation of it um Uh and so like you could say they're just making stuff up and that probably happens a lot as well people just being charlatans and like hey we're gonna play this trick but I do think there's a there's a real aspect of it as well. I've heard of people um, back uh, like a long, long time ago. People would when they hear you speak in a tongue, like if people started speaking another tongue, they'd try to listen and hear what language it sounded like, and then they'd send you as a missionary to wherever they thought it was i don't know That's if that was wild, actually
0: though. oh my gosh i
1: don't know if that was helpful or not because i'm like i don't know what happens when you get there if you just pray in tongues all the time and see if it works yeah, can you
0: imagine that can you imagine like well we think you maybe we're speaking french yeah. so we're gonna see your friends see what happens yeah there's there is
1: like weird stuff too though like when i were like when i'll actually do it like though there's been times where i've noticed where it'll change like i'll be praying and like i don't know what i'm saying and it just um but then it'll change and like uh I'll start using different vowels or harder consonants or something. I don't really know why. Mm-hmm. And another thing that's strange is I have a terrible time rolling my Rs, but then whenever I like start praying in tongues, it's just easy. I don't I don't know why.
0: Wow, that's fascinating. How yeah.
1: interesting. Sounds like I'm making it all up. Probably. No, <laughs> you're yeah,
0: yeah. talking to someone who like.
1: <laughs> I got demons.
0: Has, right.
1: <laughs> no, like, just kidding.
0: We're good. We're good. Yeah. yeah. Oh man. Yeah. Yeah, it is. So a, it is a
1: touchy subject, though. But it, and the other thing too is it's weird um because i've met other people too where they really really wanted it and they and they like and they just would pray and try to pray in tongues and it just wouldn't be there so they just would yeah, yeah yeah yeah. but then eventually maybe it does i don't know and so I, yeah i don't know it's it is kind of a touchy subject for some reason i, I don't really know why i guess because yeah. it feels very very new agey and weird and
0: we, yeah right but but it's so weird because like it it does i agree like i think it does seem that way and it does feel that way maybe to people who don't practice it but then you look in the bible and it's right there (laughs) like in this very conservative book of the bible where paul's just like yes do this do this and everybody like pretty much everybody's like we're not going to do that though actually like that's that's a bit yeah
1: yeah yeah it's weird i don't know when that when that developed when they when they were really pushing against that And i don't know the reason why
0: I mean it feels kind of ma- I mean I don't know I'm just wildly speculating but it feels like maybe that came out of puritanism because that, that that kind of ecstatic practice feels very different to this much more like rigid structured puritanical approach yeah to Christianity, you know? yeah
1: protestantism gets too wild sometimes it's just freaking
0: it is I, I can't believe that I did not realize this but like somehow I truly didn't like just true ignorance but I was like all Christians are probably pretty chill with each other right like that's fun. <gasps> And then I like, it's like, you, you know, you open the door to that world and you're like, oh my gosh, I'm like, yeah. whoa, <laughs> it's a mess in there. All right. Yeah. Yeah.
1: I heard Sorry. of one service that was, it was actually in, in like the town I live in. I I wasn't there, but I heard uh, this one girl was telling me she, um she got a little bit turned off to, to Christianity, I think for some of the reasons that she went through that, but they had one service and it sounded to me like they were having communion i don't know if it was, it was probably a protestant loosely based communion where right. it's like just where bread you and whatever juice <laughs> up there but they oh, ended okay. up having a food fight with it and i'm just like that seems really wrong i'm like all levels like you should that's
2: oh, yeah. too far yeah too far i don't know about there. that yeah yeah
1: don't don't i mean
0: throw some of the body and blood of christ around yeah yeah. and i could
1: be totally wrong and maybe it wasn't the eucharist like maybe it was uh maybe it was just food and they just had a food fight but even still it's
2: very strange like
0: i feel like food fight in a church is is a bit weird you know Yeah. yeah. no judgment but a little (laughs) yeah i don't know it's it's wild i think like what i'm what i'm hoping to do this year in all seriousness is like go on a little bit of like an adventure odyssey and just like see you know just like talk to a bunch of different people attend Mm -hmm. like different church services and kind of see what vibes with me and and where i'm kind of led to go and i think i think that's what i'm supposed to be doing and maybe maybe i'll turn it into an ill-advised tiktok series we'll see what happens. yeah there you go
1: (laughs) yeah it sounds like you got good friends around you too that
2: are really you know i'm really lucky
0: i'm very lucky um to have a great core group of friends that I've been friends with for years and also to have had like many wonderful people pop up into my life in the past, you know, wee while to kinda, I don't know, like it's weird. So many people who are from my kind of background, I feel like get very offended when people are like, I'm gonna pray for you, right? Like it's that that anti-Christian stance where it's just like, don't pray for me. And it's very defensive. If someone says they're gonna pray for me I'm like dude for real thank you like that actually means a lot to me I I think that's a very wholesome and lovely gesture um and I don't see it as so many people that I know see it as an attack you know like uh, and maybe sometimes it is meant that way and maybe there are people out there on the internet who like say it in a gotcha kind of way but I think it's lovely. I appreciate being prayed for. If anyone's listening to this and you want to pray for me so that I don't fall apart and implode my life. And happy, <laughs> that would be great. <laughs> um, but yeah, you know, I'm, I'm super, super happy that we met and that we've had this wonderful conversation. Yeah, yeah. It means a lot to me. So thank yeah, you. Yeah, this has
1: been great. Yeah, before I can, I can let you go, but, but can I actually pray for you before you go?
0: Yes, I would love that.
1: Okay, all right. So I'm putting you to the test now. No, but um, see your, uh, what was that called again? Your, the thing you deal with the chronic pain that you have? Oh, yeah
0: yeah yeah um you can just call it eds that's that's EDS? The, short, the short name mm-hmm. okay
1: all right can i actually do it now would that be fun?
0: yeah no i would okay I would love okay that. Thank you right. i might okay. look awkward but i appreciate no it.
1: same here I well, so. <laughs> who knows if, if my prayer may be awkward too. i tried to pray once more we were doing a zoom call and like reading the scripture and i was like i'm gonna pray beforehand it was just like <laughs> nothing was there and i was like man i hope this goes better in my prayer it's so that's bad so all right, okay. <laughs> all right. Father, you just come before you, and I thank you for Celeste, and I thank you um, that you're leading her and guiding her, and uh, that you have your hand on her, and I thank you that you love her, and that um, you just surround her with your presence and your goodness, and I, Father, um, I just thank you that you've put your spirit inside of her, and that you're quickening and giving life to her body, and um, causing this EDS to just disappear, and for healing to come, and for her to be well, and for all pain to cease, and for all pain to just go, in the name of Jesus Christ, and we just thank you for your love, and your compassion, and your name we pray, amen.
0: Amen, thank you so much, thank you. You're welcome. Really, that means a lot to me, this has been such a great conversation. <laughs> yeah, um, thanks,
1: yeah, I've really enjoyed it. very this. excited this
0: for maybe people who follow me to watch this, and be like, she's lost her mind, but you know what, <laughs> I haven't lost my mind. Well, uh, I can send this to
1: you, and then if you um.
0: No, it's I'm everything I said. I stand behind. I I'm I brought my full self to this chat, and I stand by it. So. All
2: right. So well, you have a good
0: <laughs>
1: night. It was great talking to you. Thanks again for doing this. Yeah. Thank you so much. Let's so. uh.
0: We'll we'll keep in touch for sure. I'm gonna go order that book. So.
1: Oh okay yeah yeah I'll order those too. I got them written down so.
0: Have a, right. have a wonderful night. Enjoy battling the June books.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, in my fort. All
2: right, have a good night. Bye. See <laughs>